0: the Boom! Episode 9, what's happening folks? 30 flowers here, Watch up?
1: And it's me, C.O.B. and today in the hot seat we're joined by the one and only The man that made the legend, Glenn Murray.
0: Hello, oh, Let's have you. A dangerous man, this fella is. Yeah. A dangerous man, no, no, a wild no, man. Not no no anymore. Not se- anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the live life sexy, fella. He has his own podcast as well, but we're blowing him out of the water, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Can't keep up with you as well. Right, so let um, stupid jump straight into last week's polls, yeah. This. All close again. Well, the one, some of them are close again. Yeah. So if I just straight here.
1: the ones you think are gonna be close are close. Yeah. yeah.
0: So a couch or a sofa. What do you call this sofa? I would. I would have to say a sofa. Because he's normal. <laughs> <laughs> I think I say about that. She no, last week, you, but you definitely do say sofa, mate. Oh, yeah, I oh, don't know. Yeah, I think I jumped in. it. couch, who says couch? I don't know. Do I want more to think about it? I say, what the fuck? That's
1: what you do when watching Friends and all. You know what I mean? I yeah, I yeah. I to, yeah. Let's go sit on the couch, guys. Are are people people from, people watch from, maybe
0: people from Dunycarny or something. <laughs> 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 anyways, lads. <laughs> uh, 51% said couch. of people said it's over. What do you think of that, Bush?
1: It's close enough, I'm telling you, it's close. It is, but
0: listen, couch one, I'm going to take the win on that one, even though I take the call. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the victory there. Moving on again, is it your forehead or forehead? It depends on who you're talking to, but I'd
2: say for it.
1: Yeah, now yeah. you've been around the world, experienced many cultures also. Have you ever altered the way you say it to, to say, like, excuse like, something you're talking I don't about?
2: remember. Well, I have a massive forehead, first the yeah. ball. so... Yeah, get say that again, thing. it's a five-head.
0: <laughs> <fire laughs> five-head,
1: yeah.
0: I,
2: don't, I don't remember... Uh, no, I'd say. I'd say... For
1: it, probably, yeah. Yeah, even when I'm walking on talking to people and uh, like English would be made their first language you now. English is not my first language sure. So I fucking butcher this thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I say for it as well. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, a weird it's, it's lingo, isn't it? It is, it, just, it is. It is where it is. You know what I mean? But what was the power there
0: at times? 62% of people said for it yeah. and 48% said for it, Yeah, which is I thought it
1: was a Dublin thing to be honest, I didn't think it was an Irish thing I couldn't picture yeah. something from the It's a it a thing is you're
0: not just a, I think it's just a Dublin thing yeah,
1: oh, yeah, i Dublin people bound Yeah, I couldn't picture something from Carlos saying for it But like, oh, Jay, right?
0: it's actually higher than that, but because we have so many people out the country, like people All oh, your no blame board family and all down in yeah. Wexford, all day on to Jay, forehead, what's up for it? You know what I mean? for Yeah, so, for the smoke then, anyways, yeah, happy, days. Melvin on again so are you listening? Is it crisps or clips? Crips, I would have to say. Oh, I'm crips. from the ghetto.
1: Yeah. <laughs> crips like the gang, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Snoop Dogg, I keep a blue flag hanging out my backside, lonely on the left <laughs> side. Yeah, yeah. that's a Crips hat. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no other way to play the game the way I play. I cut so much as well I was a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You
0: know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah, so obviously, normal. You people. know what's mad in Canada, they say, yeah. Uh,
2: for, for Crips, yeah. I, I couldn't believe this. They say chips, yeah. They say that in American. Yeah, oh. in American as well. American, can they? Yeah, the oh. yeah, so we do
0: chips. So a packet of... A packet of walkers. A packet well, of well, they don't chips. have cane in
2: America. I do do No. But they say <laughs> you're going, going for a packet of... Uh, do you want a packet of chips, Claire. A pack packet of layers. And i I'd be like... I oh, was thinking they were going to the chip part to get me like something yeah, and they come back with a bag of Doritos
1: and I'm like, <laughs> <things.
0: laughs> craving,
1: craving, chips, bloke. You know what so I mean? Way. That just sounds weird.
0: Like, no, a bag of chips. Yeah. No, fuck even, even
1: on the telly, like they call them potato chips. Like, yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> That's creepy, isn't it? That's oh, a weird one. It's the I mean? mate. They're, they're a weird kettle of fish. Like, yeah, they're not the brightest crowd. to say the, yeah. the least. Yeah. I Yeah, a few sandwiches
0: short of a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> a few chips short of a Happy Meal. already. <laughs> oh. Anyways, the poll for that one. Crisps won. And snapping about the boys, yeah? How can Crisps be
1: <laughs> crisps? Oh, I got a message literally today of my mate, Carl. He's from Limerick, but he lives in Canada. Shout out to Carl. And he was like, who the fuck calls the crips? And I was telling them... Look, we weren't brought up... Like, and getting elocution lessons, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no, but isn't H- it...
2: Because where we come from the same area... Lot, a lot of it is lingo, I think... But with the kids growing up
0: today... I don't think But so listen to people have, they on they YouTube same, and all. Do Hi guys, welcome to my channel. Well, that, that is what thats this my little brother just be flaunting out the gaff saying mad girl, all boys, yeah? And it's cause he's on that font, right now, yeah? And he's on the YouTube looking at the yeah? People. Yeah, he's and talking it's- He's like an American! Got, yeah. Oh, like stop! Beach, yeah? What's going, you going revving up and all? This fella is talking like a pure American.
1: Yeah. So, sure, Ross no, Ryan's no. the same. Ross Ryan has be playing Call of Duty and all talking like that. He's over here, guys. He's pushing me down. Shout out to Ross Ryan. The fellas told odd that he only started up Twitch last week.
0: <laughs> but anyways, Crisps, yeah, 51% of people and 49%... Oh, didn't said, think it that
1: close. I thought...
0: Yeah, no, listen, I thought I thought Crisps would have blown out of the water. But anyways, listen... Crisps won, unfortunately. Yeah, Back that's, that's, that's a bad, bad word
1: to say, isn't it? Like it sounds like yeah, oh, I've
0: And I especially, also, I struggle to talk, yeah. bro. I know, dear, I can't say my own name, bro. Yeah. <laughs> say my name.
1: It's the worst name to say if you I have a double accent
0: yeah,
2: I've heard took an A and a D and all in it. Yeah, no, I, can't I think everyone's because I hate the name Glenn as well. Oh, yeah, not Glenn. Not Glenn. Not I'm you're
1: you're, not Glenn. I'm not Glenn. Yeah, yeah right. Glenn is a
0: your
1: <laughs> name. i I'd
2: rather be injected with COVID and be called Glenn.
1: Yeah, I even hate yeah. my name when people say, what's your name? Calvin. The Calvin? I can't even help Calvin. You know, put baby thousands. names,
2: there's one, baby names, you know? Bro,
1: you don't realise how many people you actually ah, hate but, until you have to name a baby. No, but, but say, now, do oh, you ever see, like, the last,
2: few, with, with, with fashion and with Instagram and all coming in, it's like, there's one, here's one for you, right? This one is the top of the basket, yeah? It's, really it's like, all these mad, everybody trying so hard to be different, do yeah. you know what I mean? Just for the sake of it. And you hear all these baby names, but like... I can't I can't remember but there was a few ones going back a while ago but people's only short of calling the babies orange skin and you know Seven up and all stuff. Yeah. It's just but you hear all these men. Name them the maps
1: of design okay, up, uh, and places. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Gucci don't think. Do <laughs> <Yeah,
0: laughs> no, you
2: well, well, understand? Do you understand? Like what? Like, you yeah, West, I mean. like north or west? Calling the baby that. Yeah. No, I thought that was a good for
1: a crack. What's the oh, baby's no. name? North. North what? Northwest. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <South> <laughs> I mean East, yeah. What's <laughs> the baby's name? Fingles West. Imagine uh, that,
0: <laughs> <for the>, asking <laughs> you know, for directions. Yeah. For it. <laughs> Yeah, a bit of a tangent yeah, that's going to happen a couple of times during yeah. so this episode, just so you as well. Actually, me and Josh have actually pulled Calvin just before we started and was like, listen, if you don't need the rhinos back in with a leash or something, because the two of us, are a little bit riddled than any the to say the least. Just a ice cubes, what well, ice cubes? You need ice cubes
2: because we are born the years off. <laughs> it's only. like I was saying this to him last night, you know, because there's so much stuff I've like been in it's like I being in dimensions after dimensions. It's like you the know, know Man, you know inception, yeah. It's like a dream and a dream yeah, and a dream. Like and that that's uh so, I've been born the ears off, yeah. Get the ice cubes out. But yeah. trust
1: me, folks, this one is going to be a cracker. So, just Bear with the Bollocks talk for 5 10 minutes? I know some of you love it, but this is going to be a cracker. Yeah, so, Bear with This Listen,
0: story. Uh, listen, fucking, heard okay, now? Okay,
1: we'll to this week's singers. Yeah. Wait,
0: wait, wait. We've one more, boy. Sorry, we just took a bit of a tangent there. We've just one more there, bro. Yeah. Uh, Jaff a cake. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so. Start a cake or a biscuit? <laughs> I think, I it's, think it's, it's. I think it's a bit of a dessert. It's a bit of a boat. A dessert. Ooh. Are you my? Ah, shut up. Chaff cake, cheesecake.
1: Cheese
0: ah, now
2: I am. The chef is
0: I'd <laughs> say a biscuit, yeah, it's a biscuit, obviously. It's a biscuit, yeah, bro. It's, it's, biscuit it's, it's a biscuit with, it. with a bit of jam on it. <laughs> and the the delighted because we had a few little right? Messages. And I'll tell you, you just a fills. In the mail. no people come in half the bit of banter. People come in here that lit you, bro. But them. law,
1: law, like, do you know what I mean? This article from this law and this solicitor said this. Oh, mate, we don't noise. give a bollocks. Oh, it's
2: the same. It's vegetarianism, and veganism, and yeah, all that jerky bread.
1: Jaffa Cakeism. No, mate, you're not allowed if you, if
2: you tell somebody, you know, fuck off and suck me dick, you're, you're, you're frown upon you. You know what, here's one for you, and I'm telling you this now, right? <laughs> really? Ten years from now, right? Here I promise you right? I promise you this, right? This the, way, the, way, the way the world has gone, right? People always make me be crazy, right? Yeah. I but ten, <laughs> I'm telling you now, right? Ten years from now, I wouldn't be surprised if eating meat was illegal the way the world is carrying on. Those posters in Doris's Yeah. of... Go vegan.
1: vegan. Go vegan. Kells People and all. Right? No, you know those, those posters in right? Kells... And on their own says, so nobody ever yeah. asks how I feel. You're it's, a fucking cow. Do you know dude, what I mean? And the thing
2: is, this, going into this without rambling on too much, it's like, you know, I don't have a problem with vegans, right? Yeah, I have mind. a problem with pushing a vegan it, pushing it in your face. That, that ate me last week and telling me not to eat me this yeah. week. It'd be like me and Terrence telling you, telling somebody not to drink. I'd mm. never tell somebody how to live their life. And then it's like, you know, hunting in one of the islands there for you, last year. And Derek Ahern, you know Derek oh, Ahern. I know that What are people, I can't believe you're there. I can't believe that. That's a disgrace for hunting, hunting a pig, killing a pig. Oh, he says, you eat more bacon than any Anybody, man. Anybody, yeah. On planet mm. Earth, you riddled the shelves with Tesco with bacon. Yeah. Where do you think that falls from? The sky? <laughs> <laughs> At least you've actually went down
1: and walked and caught this.
2: Yeah, oh, he says, you're a coward because you're getting somebody else to do your dirty work.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Fair enough, right? Well, that's <laughs> a little bit of a there, <laughs> yeah. But anyways... We, for the people that were texting and Giving us a little bit of lack And whatever yeah? We know it's a cake But it's not a cake Do you know what I mean? Yeah like it, Yeah we know it's a cake But it's a fucking cake I don't mind, That was a fruit But oh, it's, not really a it's not cake, a fruit I don't even. a cake It's a cake
2: don't, you, oh, you still would disagree with that Wait, I wouldn't put a the candle in it A cake is a cake But
1: it's yeah. just a Yeah I uh, definitely
0: wouldn't put a candle in it I wouldn't put a <laughs> <laughs> It's just a fact <laughs> It's just a fact that It's, a cake. it's not It's a biscuit Anyways Seventy-eight percent of people tend to be asking Yeah, happy days, yeah. laughing about Plums that. Blown yeah. out of the water. Blown Blow out of the water.
1: This week, right? This week we have a couple of English players. I'm gonna kick this one off, right? Now, so so you 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 are a bit of a, a connoisseur when it comes to cooking. How do you cook your scrambled egg? Do you put it in a pot or do you do it in the microwave? Um, I would.
2: Do it in the pan, to be honest, with a bit of uh, cream. See, I've a soft melt. A lot of people give me a stick for this. I really wish you was between bro. Calvin's face. It's, uh, it, no, it, it's
1: a no, pot or microwave it, answer. It, <laughs> no, right, well,
2: I've, I've, I'm, really, right, well, I've, I've I'm not going around to I am in right, the microwave. But same, a, a, a pan or, or a pot or whatever, I I do it in the microwave, but just before they're cooked, yeah? Because... <laughs> My board and everybody gives me stick. I, I like everything soft, you know? Yeah. Bread. I don't like toast, right? Really? Everything has to be soft. <laughs> me I eat meat, right? You know me. the way I eat meat? I eat meat. Probably, borderline, rare, right? So raw. But pu- barely even served, right? I like, literally, I'm an animal, right. right? I'm a beast boy, right? right? But <laughs> I would, I would... Well, I don't like the magic box, the microwave, because... Right, it just, so you cook know, <laughs> it in a pot as what you're telling me? I there. Uh, I'd say so, yeah. Right. Well, I've never cooked <laughs> in a pot Bro, you have, to,
1: you have to waste in three minutes of people to <laughs> <so laughs> <so laughs> really that, that, that. they it's never well, get well,
2: back. I told you, Bro, I was well, curious. I'm going to
1: see a serious yeah. decline <laughs> in the <laughs> listeners here. Yeah. Dropping off. Yeah. Well, I'd say of so, boy. What? Right, yeah. I cook mine in the microwave. So, I mean? I'm not lading Chef Ramsay here. I'm fucking not fucking going in your kitchen, Matt. Do you clean
2: the microwave before you put them in? No. My man does.
0: My man will
1: listen to this shout out to my man. Yeah, she's
0: a legend. A legend. But anyways,
1: there it is. Tarantino, what do oh, yeah, I
0: love the way his about just skipped me because you know where I'm the clue. He cooks them in the canal. I can't make scramble the egg boys is
1: nowadays, yeah. So you're um, so skipping you, so I this, skipped this, so this week skipped me, so for this week anyway, I just want to get you off. Microwave a paw. I'm Yeah. A, I'm a microwave man, yeah.
0: Here's another one now this this is a bigger one than people think, boys, yeah? And I guarantee my answer is going away. Right, <laughs> And, and, and it's, it's hard to believe that now, but trust me, next week is a team teammate winning this one, right? Peter Max or Domino's, boys, right? Peter Max shouldn't be even on that list. Oh, See, hey, this oh, is oh, where oh,
1: Domino's shouldn't even be on that list.
0: Yeah, boys, Safety. this is where it all fall out. i you. a with red sauce on is it's what they tell them, man. Peter Max is actually mm. unreal I think, boys, yet, yeah, very, very mm. nice. Sorry, man. I can't eat a domino course I think it's septic. I think pe- not. You have these little fools out there, right? They go, look at you, you just don't want to pay for a dominoes, yeah? It's not
2: that all. It's the same price, isn't it?
0: No, it's not. No, it is. It's a small blade for us to get a blade dominoes. Yeah. Oh, They usually make it the same, yeah. Oh, no, pizza, give it actually, A little milk for two. The boys don't want to talk about that's listening. A little milk for two message. Chicken tenders, chips and pizza, two cans of coke, <laughs> <laughs> not a tooth lift. I didn't have it years ago when I was
2: uh, saying nice. bro. You know what, uh,
1: But then you grew up. Mazzoni.
2: No. Mazzoni said, come pizza
1: and the wagon wheel you had to put a sideways walking through your door <laughs> wasn't
2: that rats
0: there was rats found was there what in it? the sound of the street I yeah. was down the floor yeah. don't be get <laughs> about it but anyways Pizza Max or Domino's boys yeah, put that one out there Pizza Max is going to smoke Domino's what? Oh, right?
1: I think it'll even vote Pizza Max yeah, have a Domino's you wake up in the morning during the night sorry and you the hard
0: it's going to scratch as well itchy scratch as well it's sheen guard breath when you walk around isn't it boy? Uh, yeah move <laughs> long. listen this is a this is a little weird one right i obviously wasn't going to put this one in right but so i, I had a look around and I, I just said it out to calvin i was like listen look at this fucking age I tried to make us look stupid by mentioning this and calvin was like no like
1: this is a big people
0: fucking do this right so your man says up, like there's weird i <laughs> was out there that put butter in the fridge and I said, I said, I oh, will bust his head for <laughs> him. He guy. actually did
1: say so so, <laughs> This man trying to make a laugh out of what he said. I said, he's trying to make a
0: tickle. He puts butter into the fridge. He said,
1: weirdos put butter in the fridge. Weird,
0: he said, there's weirdos out there that actually put butter in the fridge. Right. Really? I said, what? I said, he's obviously trying to wind us up. Like, and I said to Calvin, like, look at this, age. trying to ask the man. Calvin goes, no, people out there put butter in the fridge. And I said, fuck off. <gasps> so Calvin. that's so, a yeah. The
1: butter we get in the shop that comes in the tub, you take the lid off, you put it in a toast, doesn't... It, it is butter, but it's not real butter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Real butter is the soap. It's like a log and it comes... Like, like unsalted
2: wrapped. butter and stuff like that. You're yeah. the chef. Yeah, yeah, It
1: comes wrapped in like tinfoil. And that's the one that you put in your press. <laughs> now, I only ever noticed that when... Me culture friends are there, so Put on the press put, put on the press So my culture Put on the
0: sandals
1: yeah. Bro it's not a tub It's the log put that goes in the oh, press yeah. if you put that thing In the fridge Yeah, yeah. You, you take it. graffiti Off the wall with it Honestly <laughs> You want to see The cardboard going around Putting that on the wall You'd never put a toast for it And it takes about a week To get yeah, yeah. From solid to Just enough So you can put a toast for it You know what I mean So the stuff that comes wrapped in the tinfoil goes in the press, the stuff that comes in the tub goes in the tub. Yeah, see, in the your first
0: years, you we know, used to get. Do you got the first? <laughs> yeah, you really do you know. remember? You go you, in you the first year, <laughs> you go up there and you tell people, know, they give you a beautiful of coach, and they give you the little male joy butters. The yeah, little yeah, mini, thing
1: yeah, for yeah, a yeah. The big and one. yeah. You put it
0: under your cup of tea and all this yeah, stuff. They're yeah. yeah. the
1: you know, ones you get in the cafes when you go out and they throw all them. Yeah, you, get, you have to let. Uh,
0: Mountjoy, but they lose a coffee little. up there as well. Yeah,
1: there as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh,
1: <laughs> Basically, the big ones of them go in the press for that reason, obviously. You can't put on anything with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, look listen, I, I, I'm a little bit baffled. the top. we were getting winded up. We'll slap it out there, obviously. We know what it win, but we, I just want to see if there actually is people right. there that will put that butter on in the press.
1: Another one, I'm having to put it down here after the time of What oh, it uh, has come up a few times, and I've actually seen people put a poll on Instagram about it as well. Where do you put your toaster? Does your toaster go in the press, or does it go on the counter?
0: No, in my gaff, it goes into a press down Oh, bro, I didn't think you were one of them. Yeah, no, yeah no, 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 we we it out. Yeah, I leave her out. I leave her out, I leave
1: her out. out
2: as well. You know what, I mean? <laughs> what, you just leave uh, no, her out what, what? You're going to have to take it out, take it in, take but it so out.
1: But you wouldn't have toast every man. man. I know, but like it's a handy one to just leave out, bro, you know what I mean?
0: But, it's but, just but that's why they club. come like, with.
2: There's a reason, right, the answer to all There's a reason why you get kettles, yet yeah, that are the same colour. As your toaster. As your toaster. You don't put the kettle in the, in the fucking fridge there. No, he put it in the press, bro. We, we, didn't, we, we
0: didn't have that luckily, so, so, yeah. Do <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? I <laughs> got told, well, I
0: yeah,
1: to have a kettle. I <laughs> got told, putting your toaster in the press is a Protestant thing to do. Ah, boy, that's no, what I really heard, mate. You're
0: <laughs> gonna <to> be whacked. You're big orange cunt. That's what I heard. I had to get a big red
1: head.
0: But that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's when they had. I slap her in the press. Now, not me personally, now, if I got I'm looking for a slice of bleeding, how's your father? It's in the press. Do you know what I mean? A slice of bleeding, Holy Ghost. But uh, moving on, right, that's a good one, right? That goes in the press, the boy said it's on the counter. Big one again, I think. But I think you're going to disagree with me until I blow you out of the
1: water.
0: Go on, go on. iPhone or Android? iPhone or Android? Yeah. Yeah, iPhone or Android.
1: I oh, know anybody who has an iPhone is gonna say, Oh yeah, Android is shit, this, that, and the like, other cameras, the emojis, this, yeah. that and you know, but we had this discussion so yeah. Well oh,
2: just think with the batteries, yeah, it's yes yeah. so it's been proven that yeah. they slow they down the batteries
1: deliberately. Uh anyone who walks in IT, anyone who has like studied computers in college and knows technology will agree that Android is better. Uh Apple is a closed source. You know what I mean? They don't collaborate with other technologies, things yeah, like that.
2: Yeah, no. Even more, even more documents you can't.
0: You can't use yeah, Apple. Yeah, 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 no. I I, I take into consideration everything is a say, but that's all lot of my gay boy. Bro, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I don't look into any of that. I, I not know an exactly. IPhone. So you're uh, paying. You're me. paying for uh, well, uh, it. The, but there's uh, not. I, I oh,
2: the right? But there's, there's not. Do you not notice every year, for instance, as I was saying, the brand new iPhone nine months down the road, yeah. The battery goes it's like wearing tear. It goes doesn't happen me boys. Listen. You don't be on your phone
1: there. People don't even look no, at I never the people don't even look at <laughs> so with the iPhone eleven and twelve, people don't even look at the difference. You just say, oh, iPhone 12 is out there one now, It's 1,400 quid, I'll pay that because I'm a fucking easy. That's a
0: fact, right? You I, know what I mean? I have an iPhone eleven now, yeah, and that is the exact same as my iPhone 7, boys. Ex- listen, exact the same. There's right. no And fucking you know what
1: wrecks me head. Things like you bring out a software update, like you have widgets on on Apple now, whereas Android had them from the start. Widget. Over ten years ago, mate. How you can flick through the <laughs> windows? <laughs> how you can flick through the windows yeah. on your phone, uh, making the phone waterproof. You know what I mean? I, was, it, there
0: was a waterproof phone. All phones are waterproof now. That's waterproof. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, but God, you didn't did you even know. In
0: the bath <laughs> so that's what
1: I'm saying. The bath, so I so showed you the video of me swimming with the sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I record that on my phone, and that was bleeding years ago. So what, know?
0: we can record in the water with that? Yeah, bro. Fuck See, God, like yeah, this what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, how are we get in the bath? <laughs> 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 no, this you is, you is yeah. what I'm
1: saying. People who are buying <laughs> iPhones are buying um, a model that's behind what's already on the market, but paying over the price of what's on the market because there's an Apple logo on the back. Yeah, now listen, I have to tell
0: you the through truth. Not but the truth, right? I don't look into any of that product. I just know the camera is definitely better right? and your emojis are creepy right? Right. I, so. I don't like them. Don't look at little images, Oh, they make me sick. Do you know what I mean? And then he puts a button on the podcast And They'll be looking like they'll be nearly ticket ticketed. They'll be like, people are loaded, that's Calvin front." Their and let them. The let <laughs> them. Do you know what I
1: mean? <laughs> Wait you see, yeah. Look at the new Samsung's out and the camera is out of this world. The thing you can zoom into the middle oh, that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. think you can look into the past that's that going on. Seeing the people's
0: future. Right? Right, like,
1: moving on then, right? We <laughs> fucked up this week. We fucked up this week. We left the suggestions too late and we only put them up last night. Yeah. There's a few of them, and I want to touch on because I think we actually have a good bit to say about this. Yeah. Uh, Terrence you actually mentioned this as well on the, the Q and A a few weeks ago. Class discrimination oh. in Ireland—it is a big thing, mate. Like, and I—I I used to think growing up, and I don't know, <coughs> you know why people say like, "Don't put Dublin one on your CV, you won't get a job." That's I know you, just, I know used to think thing, like, yeah. "That's not—that's not true." Like people don't really judge it. People look at other things. Yeah. Now I think it's getting better. Don't get me wrong, because I think I'm, I'm in a decent enough position where I am, and I'm from fucking the heart of town. You know what I mean? And it's, it's usually the first thing I say to people I like meet, on am from D1, I carry on my back, like, you know what I mean? And then the
0: legging. Like yeah, well, that as well. <laughs> no,
1: but I definitely do think there is still a class division there. And I remember our parents when we, we'd go out to 40 foot swimming there yeah. towards the end of the summer, and mm. we'd stop to get coffee. Mm. We'd be chatting in the queue, and we'd be getting the looks of people. Yeah. And to me, like you're in Black Rock and I'd be like, mate, I don't look down at you, so why are you yeah, looking yeah, down of at course, me? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's
2: the, and the I wouldn't mind but the, like
1: I'm probably earning more money than the person yeah, who's yeah. who looking down the nose at me. Yeah, and I mean, I'm at right. a walking to get to where I am. We'll no no, no handouts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wouldn't judge him if his dad gave me a new car for his twenty-fourth birthday, I wouldn't say, look at him, spoiled cunt. I'd be like, fair play to me. I, I, I
0: would. But that's a tip of it, bro. I have a chip on my shoulder because i have never met somebody who's from a posterior and I, that didn't look the nose down at me. Listen, not mm. a stupid. Same, yeah. I can read, like, we all can, we're not stupid, you can read off someone's body yeah. language I what way someone is, looking at you. I know any time nearly one hundred percent of the time I'd be talking to and now I'm very very common I'm looking piece of like looking at I look when I talk. So I'm gonna talk to a post person or if I'm around a post person and I talk, I nearly look at them to see what way they're gonna react. today. and every single time I talk it's ne- it's it's like a little look that you give as if to say.
2: So yeah, even giving you a laugh. Uh, it's funny during the lockdown I get it, right? Stark times it's you know, it's hard. Every chance that you get out you should be getting out, you know. Curing up outside a coffee shop there, about in summer I was, with the missus, and um, these two posh ladies, um, in the late 40s, whatever, they were queuing up ahead of us, right, but there was tables outside, it was the time, I think it was level three, you're allowed to sit outside, whatever, and they were sitting out, they were they were queuing up, right nobody was in the seats, and my missus uh, sat down, I queued up to get coffee, and a woman came out, and attacked her, started, screaming the head off all right and i was just like i didn't say that, right because i was like right i heard somebody who was in the coffee shop <clears throat> screaming i was like that can't be yeah I was screaming on my missus so i go outside and i'm going go outside she's screaming and this and that and just so negative and talking down to her you know fuck off and go go back home where you come from all this or whatever she was talking and then I was like, hold on. I mean, I was trying to talk to her nicely. I was like, "A am queuing up for coffee. Yeah. The seat is free. Nobody was in the seat. So don't speak. I don't know who gave you the right to talk yeah. that. But obviously, not all of them can be like that. But a lot of that stereotypical goes there. And the more she was going on and screaming, yeah. and she grabbed me. And then I, I scream and I says, go back to fucking Don't that's something I said so much. But I'm like, yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? Well, you're but you're just, just picking, picking earlier. Yeah. Fox, Rock, yeah. Boom. That's, you know? that's what I was trying
1: to say you, trying yeah. to you, Terry. So I said I wouldn't judge them, yeah. and you're like, "Well, I would," but they're gonna judge us. So we should we Anyways. not be the better people. And do you know what I mean? Show them like we're not gonna judge you. Well, it's and the, this same. it's wow. the same. It's the we same.
2: We're talking about relating even to back to Derek Car- Carroll on the Tommy Turner show, right? He's basically long story short, he sailed from Norway to to Dublin on a port of ship, right? But like the feedback on Twitter, right, of all these privileged, well, privileged people, right. Everything was so negative because they can't relate, right? Yeah. And I was only saying that. Like Derek Carroll and me, the way that we've living, we would never judge a doctor or judge anyone for, for the way they are. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's almost if you do anything outside the box, yeah, you're crazy. And it's the same with the, the privileged, young the privileged Like Terrence, you were mentioned asked me to remember me yesterday to to say it. It's like Derek Carroll and myself and others, we've constantly been pushing for I've gone back to college to be, try to become a writer and work on stuff. Derek Carroll as well, working on TV shows. Yeah. They shut us down constantly, right? Ongoing battle of giving it to other people. And then yet they have somebody, a rugby player, that they're giving a the show from Black Rock, right? Mm. Now, does that make sense? You have Derek Harrell's story. Yeah,
0: which um, is a as great
2: story. Um, his as assistant. And then you have a fella from Black Rock in a pair of short, short jerseys that probably, you know, goes out... And with all due respect, the stories, like, all the stuff that they grew up to, it's like, that, it's like, if you're from the inner city, you, you're supposed to be, you know, yeah. the bad person. And it's like, they don't, these yeah. are angels and we're demons or something, you know? Yeah, and
1: it does touch back to what you said. You said you have a chip on your shoulder. I like, do. Yeah. Someone actually said this to me before, uh, at the end of last year, because they asked where you're from and we didn't tell them. Yeah. And the like, I was from town and he goes, why did you hesitate? And I was like, I don't know why. He goes, Do you have a chip in your soul about it? And I said, I actually kind of do, because we're automatically judged. Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. And even myself, people do look at you and be like, You're from town, you have a nice car, you have a very money like yeah. you're selling drugs and I'd be like, No, off the bat. I never sold a drug in my life, yeah, you know what, exactly what I mean? But there is there is
2: well. also positives in that because like if
1: you look at to if me, you come to me from, it says on the own honour. Yeah, if, if you come
2: yeah. from an unprivileged area, for instance, with the Gateway, yeah, and if you really want to go benefit yourself and make a good living out of yourself, for, for example, Trinity College, say, yeah, you have like, you know, you look at Sarah Jane McCurdy, what she's doing, with mental health is incredible, and then. Mm-hmm. And we want to go for trendy, for instance. It's not, Glenn. Fuck off. You come from an privileged mm. area. They give you. You have an opportunity to go there. Yeah. So there is ups and downs. It's the advantages down. of being
1: disadvantaged.
0: Now we already yeah, had yeah. this conversation. Is we well about like having to chip in my shoulder about like sure that the, the privileged area is compared to the worse. I know we were sort of saying as well. Look, like, I think in skills, right? And me and Calvin actually touch on this a little bit in the conversation, the coffee podcast. I think like people like myself. And other, other people that have, like, problems, ADHD, stuff like this, would actually do so much better in schools if there was more, say, Dublin-based, inner-city-based, common people that were teaching in these schools. Mm-hmm. Like, that could nearly sit you down and say, listen, mate, you're acting the bollocks that like, come off it. like it. Like, when I used to be in school, I got in trouble and stuff like that, and it's some come from fucking, God knows, we are so privileged, so well-spoken, and talking now to me or something like that I'm on my shit there, like you fuck like, yeah yeah who yeah. the fuck are you like, but with you, fu- you back to that again
2: it's the same way like I'd rather let's say if I was still under influence yeah, yeah I'd rather and this is from the bottom of my heart right listen to you as yeah from your life experience because you have been there with mm. mental health and being there with uh, with yeah. stuff then go and
0: pay a lot of money to a psychiatrist that yeah. comes from Sweden or something do you know what yeah. I mean and that's where we get an awful lot of messages about um Getting us to speak, like people, are it, which is crazy, You're like reaching out those yeah, things. do this when we, we, we talk on this, and we, and we we we'll do anything. But like, it's like, like I had a parent text me personal page, but you obviously listening to the podcast, and obviously morning stories, are a, a bit different. We come up the same areas and uh, same problems. Like for the most part, but like in episode two is really where Calvin talks about his problems with playing, shows your thoughts and stuff like that through education the stress of believing so and all that shit bro. and I'm my problems is through um, like addiction ADHD losing the marbles you know that type of way and like someone texted me personal page asked me like would I be able to speak to her son He was 18 and he's out and he's partying he's doing drugs and stuff and I'm like why the fuck would you text a young thing like me and now I don't understand because like being and she's like but, like, I think it's so it's overwhelming yeah. to get a message off someone saying, Yeah, yeah. I, I'd really like it. Like, that's uh, the impact of like a big people, yeah. long message. And like, That's amazing. And it's going
1: full circle. That's why you were saying that. If you had someone like you when you were a kid saying yeah, you exactly. cop on, you would have copped on. Yeah. So she's obviously identifying that and saying, Well, look, at, he's a bit like he's busy. Re- it relates to and it. relates to it. It relates to That's where yeah.
0: we am going with the teacher. I'm not saying, like, well, let's just fuck on the privileged teachers. Yeah. I just mean let teachers in schools be more relatable to the students, and when students have a problem, it's not like you're a little prick. Get the fuck out of the school before you can even bat an oil eyelid. It. Yeah. Well, what the fuck is going on at home? Is everything alright at home? Is are you alright? I I know we're like nearly looking into the student. I say right, but well, this country's from Dublin one or Dublin seven, and we know it's not that healthy down there. You yeah. know, so he could be struggling you know, the type of way. just simple little things like that,
1: and, I, well, yeah. the main, do you know what really brought my attention to it, because I just thought like, as I said at the start of this, yeah, I was like, ah, people don't really look into where you're from, and hold her against it, my first, when I started in my first job, it was in my first Christmas party, and it was in uh, the Gibson Hotel, down at the Tri Arena, yeah, and it, uh, it was in, like, no big fucking, four course meal, the lot like everyone fucking suited and built, and uh, me and me maybe rocked in late, so, we kind of just got stung on this table, and the fellas at the table were a bit more senior in the company than us Now he had been there like fucking a good few years, you know, well respected. Yeah. So, I was sitting I was keeping my mouth shut. I wasn't acting the bollocks. But I was talking to people that I knew and uh, in between the courses, people are going to the bar and the band is playing, what have you. And I hear some going, hey, are you? And straight away, I was like, who the fuck is saying that? <laughs> right? Yeah. And he head jumped and he goes, I knew I'd get your attention. But his voice was switched then and he was really kind of well spoken. I was like, I oh, was there, so I was like, what's going on here? And he goes, yeah, yeah. laughing? And he goes, yeah, I know I'll get your attention with that. And I was like, what, what's the story? And he's like, ah, uh, he goes, uh, where are you from? And I goes, I'm from town, it's only up the road there. And he's like, yeah, I had a feeling, I had a feeling. He like, <laughs> 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 could smell the conviction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could smell the conviction.
0: <laughs> so he says to me, yeah. i oh, sorry, he said to
1: him, so where are you it's from? It's mad,
0: isn't it? He, said, know, he said, his family
1: are from Crone Shock originally, yeah. Uh, his man down from down the country, they moved there and he had the kids or whatever. Yeah. But he went to school in O'Connell's. And I was like, That's mad, Tony." around I the went to O'Connell.
2: yeah. O'Connell's in Richmond. Yeah,
1: and I goes, That's mad, Tony around the corner of a mate. And he goes, Yeah. He goes, That's how I know your accent. And he's like, Fair <laughs> leg. And He goes, Fair look, <laughs> like, I you walking. I was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm on that Yeah, I they think that. it's, you know, right. supposed to. Exactly, is, right. right. And he goes, I'll give you a reward of advice. He goes, You want to tone it down a bit. And I was like, What do you mean? He goes, Tone down the accent. And I was like, I was time he was joking with me, and he goes, my family are originally from Mayo in the West of Ireland. Do you know what I <laughs> And he goes, uh, my cousin is a bank manager. I don't know what bank it was, but it was in London. And he goes, you think she got there with a thick Mayo accent? And I was like, no, but... Like, you surely... don't
0: have a bad
2: accent.
1: I goes, but surely it's, it's not about how I sound, it's the work I put in, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it was, was that yeah. judgmental, and that really annoyed me, because I was like, fuck you, mate, you don't even know me. Just because how I sound... You don't know what I'm doing for this company. Like, we, how much money I'm making for this company? The centre Do you know is what I mean? exactly.
2: from Sheriff to Doris History. You're not a to. You're not a to. Me- you know I'm, and meant mean, made, I'm in
1: the face trying to tell people in this life, area, you know? go to college and get a degree because it's a fucking rarity and it's an option for us. Now, I'm not saying if you don't go, you're a failure, but I'm saying it's an option for you. You could come yeah, out yeah. with a degree and sicken all these people because all along that line in my career, I've been told I shouldn't be where I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, And yeah. even like we'd be going from the office to like a pub and down a drinks, no, it,
0: yeah.
1: And we'd be going through an area and someone would say something like, "Fella was shy, hell, week, wasn't it?" And I'd be like, I oh, live here." And then yeah. the the whole attitude changes then, yeah,
0: because you yeah. can
1: see they're fucking shitting then. And I'd be like, "What are you afraid of? Say so what you're gonna say." Do you know no, what I mean? So many holidays, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. shy, yeah, it's a bit of a kip. But it's a kip. This yeah. <laughs> is yeah. where I'm from. Yeah, it can't That's change a it. Our kip, like, it's yeah. our kip. It's yeah. a kip, Do you know what I mean? So like. I, I'm not going to go around judging some cunt who has their education paid for and their man and that and they're probably giving them a, a handout to start up a business when they're 21 or like finish college. So don't go around judging me because I'm at the working hard and they it for you. Course, we're yeah. both on a level playing field here. You know Ooh. what I mean? Love that. But that's a brilliant man, come I'm proud of you. Sorry
0: bro, well, sorry. I love that. I love it. I love it. Because you guys have like, at least one
1: degree. No, but, you but,
0: it's,
2: but it's true. But we're yeah. no, not, you know I mean? not, you're not a man mentor. You know, this is again one of the reasons why I left. You know you're not, You're not. not a man do anything with your life while you're constantly being yeah. shut down, mm. and then even you know going back like even if I was to say, let's say I well, got I get into Trinity in September and get a master's, do five six years studying PhD in Trinity, whatever, and then you have someone from a privileged area, and even if you have my life experience, right, who's going to win? Of course, it's going to be it's going to be him. Mm. You don't really have have that chance, you know. That is yeah. It's a double mentality, and it's, mm. it's always going to be like that, Fred. You know. But I yeah.
1: think something about working class people is there's something inside us. Foilers, we have a, foilers, a drive yes. in us that, to get yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, the there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah.
2: But you know
1: what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah. have that, like, there's a hunger in us to go for that and get more. Yeah, and yeah. not settle for what we have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And whether that be anything from fucking stroking... To be... Desire to walk in,
2: you know what I mean? You yeah. live yeah. proof, and we actually all are living proof here. And, and even, you, can, you can... And even some... my ma, for instance, right? My ma is from Street yeah. Flats, yeah? yeah? And she's like, basically, she went... Back then now, in the 80s, whatever, she went out and kind of, I'm kind of half-raised by the wolves and half-raised <laughs> by my ma, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I come from the... I was raised by my nanny in the, in the unprivileged Street, yeah. but my ma, educated, went and PA for the president of the European Olympic Committee, and that's do you know what I mean? She's like comes from Dorsetry, it's doable with the mindset. And the. Yeah, again, you exactly. didn't get there, it's work ethic. it and, is and work it is ethic separate the, the exactly. men from
1: the boys. You no have one's ever handed exactly. me an and I said it before on this podcast. The only thing you ever asked from somebody was a chance, you yeah. give me a chance, of but bring. they don't.
2: The thing is, and it's the same, right? A lot of people, yeah, back to work ethic and back to, to the flat, right? I, I come back, right? I had a good life, blah blah blah. Now, well, I now, now I want it. What I want, I want... I'm sober, right? And I want to have a good life, right? When I'm 40, I want to look back and I want to be happy, yeah? And the thing is, a lot of people don't see it and they see pictures of, you know, all over the world, rainbows and butterflies, right? And they don't see the work, right? I pay slips from 130-hour weeks, yeah? You, you would not believe it. Even the boss would say... The boss says to me, you know, oh, Glenn, one two more hours. I click the time of the clock, right? 129.5 hours. And I'd say there are no more hours. Do you know what I mean? Like, honest to God. And like, now, I'm working full time, I'm in college full time, and I have a girlfriend overtime. I'm (laughs) I'm not crying. I'm not crying about it, but I'm saying, if you want something, like where you got to where you are and then same with sobriety with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: where we work ethic we're and hard work with we're morals and listen I Glenn is at the just touching on there.
1: So let's before you Yeah. Don't no, oh, you need those cubes boys. Yeah, from yeah. I think you're jumping into the middle of your story and you're gonna to go to the end. Exactly. Let's reel it back in, Sosso, yeah? Who is Glenn Murray? Where are you from? Go.
2: Well, basically, Clare Murray is a character I created, you could say. He's an alter ego, is he? He's, he's, well, he's the Marshall of your So, okay, okay, <laughs> right? There's two, yeah, there's two people. So, when I refer... I'm actually working on a book that's going to take about another five years to do because of that much stuff, right? Right, so, bro, why do you not just tell us where you're from? So, the start, right? Right. But first of all, I want to say this because a lot of people don't understand and they think you, should, you shouldn't be saying that. Why do you have to say this? We talked about a lot with yeah. ADHD. So, when I speak... On behalf of you know I'm talking about one of the one of the characters is Oscar O'Reilly, obnoxious, egotistic, arrogant scumbag under the influence of alcohol, along with not mental health, mental illness. There's a difference between mental health and mental illness. Mental illness is I came home being diagnosed with ADHD, OCD plus traces psychosis. You may as well throw lactose intolerant in there. You know <laughs> the, the whole there's a lot of stuff from me, but that that's fine. So basically my me from originally from Dorsetshire. Uh, my nanny, my nanny, raised me. Uh, grew up with my nanny. From there, anyway. Well, yeah, long story short, I, I grew up in the
1: flats. Uh, it was went to school down there, did you?
2: I went to school. Went I went to school in, in O'Connell's. So I did, and um, basically, from there, I was uh. Nothing really happened up until I'm I was sixteen, say yeah, and then. <laughs> Obviously something it was like line, I got struck by lightning and something something ended up just changing where I ended up becoming splats. And from there, obviously touching on the four signs of madness was, you know, climbing up skills, throwing boxes of concrete and roses off at pedestrians walking boy, you know. Mm-hmm. Stuff that was not normal, you know, pissing on teachers' heads and outrage. the outrageous behaviour. It was just I was just a lost boy that didn't have a clue. About anything about life. So in school, you know, trying to calculate as a teacher, stuff that is not normal. And then one of the things that was a very, the first times of experience dark inside my mind, that everything became dark. I was looking like an explosion in my mind. It was there, uh, I spread the rumors that the teacher got abducted by gay workers. He obviously didn't get abducted by <laughs> gay workers. Right? Now it's laugh and looking back, right? But basically, I. I got into trouble, so much trouble, I was going to be kicked out of school, I had to do exams, junior cert, leaving cert, in a classroom on the own and all, um, with one or two other classmates, but basically, uh, yeah, I was shit scared of getting into trouble because uh, my father would have kicked the shit out of me, so well, I pretended I was deaf when the principal came in, the teachers, and then um, what happened was, I pretended I was deaf, so they sent me to uh, the Irish School of Hearing to get for many years, I was. So anyway, the teachers, teachers sent me to the Irish school of uh, Hearing, up in cabra. Uh, cabaret. Um, I go up with my granddad. Everybody worried sick as they would be, you know. Me, my, our son's gone deaf.
1: Yeah, um, and you, know, you know, in your head, I'm not really that money fucking. Want same yeah, lesson. but I was,
2: I was thinking of a way out. Didn't know what to say. Didn't want to get into trouble. So they bring me into a room where toy soldiers pull <laughs> them out of the boat in the room. And every time you hear the little beep, the beep gets slower. You pull them out, you know. So. The worst part about that was well, I was so stupid. I should have failed the test on corpus, right? Mm. So I wouldn't to get a shot yeah. right? But <clears throat> they sent the results back to the school, right? I got 100%, yeah? yeah. And then they knew straight away there yeah, was something balance, yeah. not wrong. And a lot of people say, yeah, that's just normal, you know? But then, obviously, growing up in the flats and everything, I it was, it, it was just mental. I'd be going down the street, and for no reason whatsoever, I'd have anything in my hand. I could have a phone, I could have coffee, I could have a can of Coke, and... You know, I just always do. I was always known for being so outrageous, and anyone that mentioned my name or anywhere knew there was something wrong. So basically, that happened anyway. Growing up to I was 16, 17, and
0: then um, did you say that's when you started noticing? in the problems, no, that's noticing. a bit late now, isn't it? Look,
2: yeah, it's weird because yeah. I, I was I was quite enough when I was young. But then and then it
0: just it just switched all switched on something, like some bones,
2: something
1: yeah. happened yeah and, and uh, did something
2: happen in your life, like? Um, no, not 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 really. Like, well, I lost my father when I was three. But now going into research and into stuff like that, there's a part of the brain with ADHD that from trauma that yeah. you, like they say even though you're that young you won't be able to remember your father but you would have an attachment to a human
1: yeah, yeah, and connection with That could
2: have could have caused to anything with the, yeah, the neuro system. It, it could have been in, like
1: a prolonged thing In the
2: brain, yeah. So then then obviously my first night drinking it was junior night fucking bowerberry fish having a hat bowerberry jacket <laughs> collars <laughs> up bowerberry socks thinking on the dog's bollocks and then basically the first time I remember drinking everybody was drinking there was boards they were at a party in Ballybuck and eh uh, I had blood I was, and I woke up blacked out, couldn't remember anything right, and sick all over, the bubbly jacket all over everywhere, and everyone laughing, and me didn't have a clue. And that was the, the first time I experienced, obviously, alcohol. I was raised by very powerful women that was jammed into me head not to do drugs, So, but I was never raised that. The worst drug of all was alcohol with addiction. And then... Obviously the story went on from there it was chaos and expressing myself because I didn't know myself, everything was attention. So all that abnormal behaviour, sober in school and doing like locking teachers in toilets and all this trying for attention. You put alcohol on top of that, what I didn't realise at the time because it was delusion. Everyone's doing it. You see people with a bottle of beer, a bottle of vodka, you think it's normal. Do you know what I mean? Where it's not it's kind of it's socially accepted. Mm. So Obviously, in Reds one night, got, uh took it too far. My me, me, uh, cousin's 21st, mm-hmm. trying to throw the cake in her face, just very obnoxious, egotistic, and arrogant, and just attention seeking on a whole other level. And then that was the night that I got stabbed in the head and near the heart. And, you know, a lot of people on the night, and my family caused a lot of trouble, and there was other stuff going on. They're like, you know, oh, nobody deserves to get stabbed. But from the carry ons of me night, to be honest, from the carry ons of me that night, To be honest, I can't even remember what I'd done. So what I do kind of recall is that if I seen somebody carrying on the way the old Glenn carried on and he was doing anything to my daughter, I was doing nothing to that, I'd stab him as well, to be honest. Who stabbed you? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I just woke up in hospital and was kind of blacking out. The thing is, you got stabbed in the head. So stabbed in the 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 head and stabbed in the heart. That that was a lot of trauma. So from there, basically, it was a boxer. And... Boxing, Derek Ahern, you know Derek oh, Ahern, yeah, Margar, yeah. He's, he's basically, I've no fathers left, so he's the only father that's left, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> basically he, it was training, but we're, we're training and and we can hit on the nail on the head with a few things here with motivation that as well, so started as a boxer, but then I was training, that would save me, Derek Ahern would say, oh, keep up the training, I was in a good place, but I never really got what a good place is, you know when somebody yeah. says you're in a good place? When they mean you're in a good place. They mean you're training, you're eating healthy, you're you're mentally in a in good, a, in place, a good yeah. state of mind, yeah. right? And then I'd never know that. So I'd run 10 miles with sweat sweater on. And I was never a naturally talented boxer because I was a, I'd never lift weights. But if you asked me to run 30 miles a day, I'd run 30 miles with a sweater. That mm-hmm. was no problem with weight. And I'd beat boxers by my engine. But then I'd like get to the stage where we drink a bottle of vodka before a fight. And do you know who Tyrone McKenna is? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I went to the Belfast, took the fight on the day's notice. I was locked in the night before. Had a bottle of wine, and a bottle of uh, vodka in my bag, still drunk. Didn't warm up. Went up and, kind um, McKenna, hit me the hardest uppercut I've ever worked in my life. <laughs> he dropped me and the manager told me, that I didn't even see how, it was how quick. I just took the Velcro, I put my gun shield out, spread it out, took the Velcro off the gloves and walked out of the ring. And he didn't even, it was that quick. He was looking around. But the time he looked, I was gone. Fine, yeah. And I was like, but that was, that was when the problem kind of, started and all this, you know, to be honest, stealing cars, acting the bollocks, but, you know, they say, this is the funny part, What well, what I've learned after being diagnosed and being, after coming home to seek professional help was um, one in five people with ADHD, don't know they have ADHD and are strung out on alcohol because they want to escape the real world. I was never normal and I'm not portrayed to be normal. I that know,
1: I actually, I was saying this to Terence before. So you're a bit older than us and I'd only ever heard stories of you. Yeah. And me, the stories I'd heard of you like, that fella is not real. That's this fella, this, this is somebody's winding milk. This fella is absolutely a myth. He doesn't exist. He couldn't, I mean, that's what he said <laughs> I go, he's not he's a myth because I'd hear stories about you from all that people, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. From friends, older brothers. I think about a generation ahead, aren't Yeah. I? And I'd be like, there's no way there's a character out there doing this. I was like, you couldn't write the stuff he's doing. And you were actually at, we were at a house party together. So, I, do you know what? I can't remember whose it was, but it was in my mate Thomas's gaff, right? Which Thomas? Thomas Tell. It could have been Darden Tell. It
2: was, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I think it could have, have been, been his going away party. He was going to Australia. It was his going away party. It yeah.
1: was, right? You showed up, you had a pair of dungareens on you. Yeah, yeah. And a, a pair it. of pink dock man's. I'm surprised you remember it. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> now, this was early, it was still bright out, right? about 2 o'clock in the day, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, there was a platter of sandwiches put out, and you obviously everyone was talking into them. But you went into the sitting room and fell asleep when everyone was out in the back garden, you know what I mean? It's like 10 past two And, and everyone's like, How's hey, your man asleep in there? So I went in and I checked on you, and you were right there getting sick on the floor. Oh, I
2: remember that now.
1: Right? And I was thinking, Fuck, this fella's at the show getting sick on the floor, and the sandwiches he's had to eating he's had to. Getting the sick back up and the sandwich was still whole. Everybody slags me over that. It was a proper. You could have put it on the Subway. It like the, the sandwich was still whole. It wasn't big. It was still perfect. It looked exactly how it was on the platter.
2: You know, he used to swallow sandwiches. the triangle I think.
1: How it was on the plateau is how he ate it and put it back up on the floor. And I was like, who's shot? And then he stumbled and he just disappeared. And I was like, that's some <laughs> money the the there. So some money. You know what I mean? Pretty dung grains on, not even the top one. Eating. But
2: that's that's the thing with with energy and with with that, I could never get enough, like, I don't tell people, you know, you shouldn't drink this and that, there's our friends that will go out and enjoy it, but, so that's where the rampage was fucking heavy, so, then I had enough, I was, I was constantly, I look back now, right, and the only way I've lived this life, yet yeah, is because I was mentally disturbed and strung out on addiction, because of me, like, with, with my travels, for instance, when I left in 2012, yeah.
1: Right, let's get into that. Right. so don't go off anywhere let's go now right so you're acting the bollocks uh, you're 21 you said you got stabbed yeah 21 yeah. and you were concentrating more on boxing then trying to get a focus
2: but I was still still stronger, yeah but I didn't know yeah. I'd, go, I'd lose interest or go on the drink or go on the session yeah so yeah, yeah. so, so when
1: maybe, when did you decide right fuck this I'm out of here
2: mm. I, was, I was 24 and um, it was kind of accident it was always adventurous you know where I ended up hitchhiking in from off a farmer, and, and I got locked one night, and ended up getting on the wrong train, ended up in Dundalk, having to hitchhike back, brought a farmer back to me my mask, and it was always these kind of crazy adventures, yeah. stories, like, you know, like the peanut butter falcon, did you see that? No. With uh, your man, Sean above, and I watch it, it's, it's it's awesome, but it's kind of basically, it was always adventures, whatever, so I went away, and everyone was like, ah, Glenn's <clears> off his <throat> rock, I'll be mm-hmm. home in a week. Blah, blah. So what was I, had, I just... had no where. Uh, I didn't go to college, I had no education, I had no trade, so I was just winning it. So, um, went away and went to Australia first, yeah. had a girlfriend at the time, and tried everything. Three months tried everything circuses, carnivals, blah, blah, blah. And then I started noticing this life, right? I started noticing this was not real. So, first of all, my mind wasn't real, yeah? It was like, it was kind of, I was always different, like, I was kind of, I think, Differently than the normal human being. That's a part of having ADHD and OCD. So in Australia, the, the life is you walk 40 hours a week, you're I'm on the beach, the you're weekend. on the beach, and we're meeting different people. I, I loved hostel life, meeting people. And then, like, you could be seeing somebody, yeah? And then the next night, your mate, your mate would uh, be sleeping with her. But it's that kind of fairy tale living that it's okay. Yeah. You know, right. look, like you and Calvin said you used to was single, right? Yeah. You were saying a board, Terrence, Yeah. And then the next night you go right? but yeah. Everything is accepted. No, nobody's judged, and um, everybody's looking after you. It's that kind of it's fairy tale. Like
1: I'm going to the beach.
2: Yeah. So that's what it's like. That's hundred ten percent. That's what living that life is life. So you go into you go into hostels in Sydney. You're going up and you're, you're meeting people that is is telling you like they're giving you contacts and they're giving you they're leaving secrets behind and all of a sudden actually rafa do you know who rafa is rafa and adam o'brien so i met them i kind of knew of them and we're in the same circle so the first thing that went on for me we were on the beach in uh in bondoy and they they came back from traveling with the circus carnival and everybody was laughing at them yeah and they were buying me a drink right they and i was like fucking hell these coins traveling with the circus." Have like 10,000, 20,000 in the bank account, so I was like, To them, we need that contact, yeah. And everyone was laughing, I oh, there's something wrong with Glenn, Glenn's crazy, mm. whatever. So I got to know number Renard that day, Jenny from Shaw West, right? And I says, Listen, next year I'm going, and everyone's like, Yeah, Glenn, you're for a shit. you won't go, right? Whatever. So then, obviously, moved here, done, went up, to me farming in Australia, became of an obsessive personality, became obsessed, and that I, how easy I could lie to live this life. I was living a lie because. I was going in, like I remember on the construction site in Sydney, your man your man uh I go with your man, yeah? And he says, Oh Mr Murray, what are you here to operate? And I was like, yeah uh, <laughs> I, I picked I, I just picked the nearest machine, the smallest machine, the steamroller. And he says, All right, come with me. Couldn't even start the YouTube and, and stuff like that, taking crazy risks and he's like, Oh, how much do you want? 23 dollars an hour all right? I says, Ah, thirty-five be alright. So constantly so then they be like and I'd heard this I heard this comment a lot, right? I don't know whether he's actually simple or he's stupid. I'd hear that. That's what people would say. Yeah. So, because the the art of ADHD, yeah, what I, what I think, and I believe this to the day I die, yeah. the best thing about nobody taking me seriously, I could become invisible. Yeah. This is what I was thinking in my head, right? And then I, I knew that I could use my ADHD and energy or walk me bollocks off to get around the world. So then I started doing that, but then I started taking the biscuit, taking it to a whole another level. Moved to Darwin... Went up to a crocodile farm and they were like, "Have the experience." And
1: you doing all this on your own, though? On, on me own, You've
2: yeah. Everything is allowed. Yeah, the board,
1: you packed I in the basics. Finished with, with the missus. Um,
2: Till do this. I was, I was going anyway, and we just, we just split up. But, yeah. Uh, but basically, ended up going up to to the top of Darwin, meeting, meeting. Tomorrow I was living that life. The more I was meeting people that was setting me up and a networking, centre, networking, yeah. yeah. And I met this fella, Johnny Barrett, that worked with Wild Cats Walk and Wild Cats Tiger Should of Bolivian Jungle and stuff like that, that understood me on the same level where, like, somebody living the normal life, they wouldn't understand me. So then, playing for this crocodile farm, they were like, no, you're not experienced, whatever. So then, reached out to me cousin, got a contact, ended up, Creating a CV. The CV on my CV was whacker's pest shop. I dealt, dealt with reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> they came in and they they start, lizards. Yeah, <laughs> they started asking me, you know, oh, talk to me about in, and everything. They, all these mad words in the interview, and I well, just says, yeah, yeah, no problem. I says, uh, I says, come on, I don't like wasting time. Any chance I can start tomorrow? They were like, yeah, how about you start start tomorrow? So I walked there on a crocodile farm, or whatever. Worst job I've ever had in my entire life. Best experience. <laughs> Like, your man was like, Don't go into KJ, yeah, wait until me. But then, on the an hour before I going home, we ended up going in, and I was constantly living this, this crazy life, but feeding five meter albino crocodiles, right? Your man had a bamboo stick, and he says, Glenn, if I take that bamboo if I give you the bamboo stick, and the albino crocodiles running from me, you're going to run and it's going to eat me. So, I have it. So, anytime the albino come up, I throw chicken heads into his, uh, into the into the mouth, and he'd have the bamboo stick over with the crocodile, and I was like, because I was so often rocker in my mind, I thought that was normal, yeah. that I was living this life. So then the contact came in with Rafael, called called the, your know, woman Jenny, and she says, Roy, fly the to Perth tomorrow, five hour flight, flew from Darwin to Perth. She says to me, Roy, go get three three lads, I go out get three boys, head cases, German fella, Newcastle fella, next thing the next six months of getting pulled on a on a trailer, travelling with the with circus. the carnival circus, saving like fifteen grand, twelve grand or something, and you know, getting on with the drink, whatever. They didn't get me there, they didn't understand me, they thought I was an alien, so your woman sacked me, and how I got sacked was a, a bee was chasing me in the fucking in a container. <laughs> Big bumblebee in Australia, and I was screaming, You fucking dirty who are you dirty cunt? And she must have thought I was <laughs> talking to her. Yeah. And she looked that that day she's like, I'll oh, pack your bags clean. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm at the bollocks here. What are you but doing I, in the circus? It was setting up, uh, it was like, there was loads of stuff. It was more of a carnival st- style, setting up roller coasters and everything. And then, one day, uh, the day that you had enough, you have, you set up a roller coaster, so you're on top of the roller coaster and you're chained in. So the left chain, right chain, you take the right chain off, you walk up there. and yeah. they're all hooked in. And then your woman was looking at me, I was locked, So I had a nag and a vodka in me, in me, um, in me jacket. Drinking a nagging of vodka, and then she looked and I wasn't booked in on top of rollercoaster roller coaster. Have pictures and all, and she's screaming, Ah, can I get down? And all, what, what are you doing? You idiot, because obviously insurance and yeah. sand, it's not normal to be drinking a bottle of vodka on top yeah, of rollercoaster roller holidays, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so from there anyway, the, the story you know, there's, there's so much. I ended up going to uh, Southeast Asia, meeting the same people, or at me rocker, like literally drinking like 20 points a day more, probably to be honest. So I've, I met this fellow with a turtle on his backpack. Harry Snowman what's his name, right? And he he, he wasn't... He, you know when you see fellas, right? They're not like a model, yeah? But he has someone, so much soul. He makes people feel good, right? So everyone around him was like, you know, bound down, down before. Energy, right? yeah. And he had this energy. And I know he was like... He had ten boards, five boards in each side, right? And I was like, this man, there's something special about this man, right? Yeah. So it's like, it like the film the, the Secret, right? Or like uh, The Alchemist, yeah? So we go up to him, and he says to me after, like... After two minutes, right, you need to go to Chinookville, yeah, a place in Cambodia. They've been looking for somebody. Yeah, in Cambodia. where? Chinookville, in Cambodia, the slums.
1: Cambodia,
2: yeah. The slums of Cambodia, basically, right? And it says they've been looking for somebody like you on that same level of energy. They're going to love you. So, anyway, my man, everyone, Glenn, you listen to a fella with a toilet on his backpack. Ended up hitchhiking with a stripper, right? That's it. The lady, none of story. She was off a rocker. The, the bus broke down on the way through to Cambodia and fixing the, the buses with Pringles you know and I says, fuck this I'm, I'm hitchhiking <laughs> i getting out there. I was getting sick they were, they were eating maggots and all they were giving me maggots and cockroaches at the, at the checkpoint so go through Cambodia anyway meet this fella Andy and he's like Glenn look have a look where you want to work but he says I think I'm, I'm making an offer that I won't be able to refuse so <laughs> from there he brings me into the room giving me free drink and he says right what would you say to $50 a week your own apartment in the jungle in Cambodia um, free drink free food and um, the only thing that you have to do and I says what and he says uh, be Spider-Man dress as Spider-Man run run pub crawl so I was like you know who the fuck doesn't want to run pub crawl dressed as Spider-Man <laughs> in Cambodia so I'll oh, be out there like that was like that was bad that was like constant drinking one bottle of Absinthe two bottles of Absinthe yeah. day didn't know would project all vomit every day every day that I drank I would projectile vomit would wake up on the street and from there, you know, there was loads going on. I kept I kept living this life. This very Blagging me blagging me way to the top. I ended up meeting a fella key law office from in, in Cambodia on the last day. My bank card gets hacked, all the money taken out. So I, I ended up going to um I go to Canada and in Canada within a week of four hundred dollars running out of money.
1: How's you getting in Cambodia to Canada? I had a flight
2: booked already and uh, I was going on a walking holiday visa. I had a, a few contacts lined up uh, just from word of mouth, but didn't know where it was going, Toronto, Vancouver, whatever. Ended up arriving to Vancouver, and, um, you know, there's so much of this story. But trying to, try to push it forward to try to try get as much as possible in. But basically, I was in Vancouver, bought an iPhone. Speaking of iPhones, <laughs> off Gumtree, get scammed. I buy it off and put my SIM card in, yeah. And I had fuck all the money left anyway. Um, the battery dies, the battery was fried, so it's like, what the fuck. So, next of all, go back to the hostel and somebody leaves a hard hat, yeah, with a hive vis in the hostel for Glen Murray, right? And I'm like, hey, who the fuck is this? I, nobody knew I was in Vancouver, only my man, and a few mates. But obviously, from my social media back then, the Irish help each other everywhere yeah. they go. So, I've got to start with this, this firm demolition. Didn't have a clue about any demolition. Don't didn't have a clue what a screw gun was or no, honestly, or a hacksaw. They were asked to pick up tools. So Ian Battle was his name. He was he used to walk through a lot under the with Hell's the Angels headcase. He's about four hundred stone, right? <laughs> but he's he's, like, <laughs> he's so soft. He's a teddy bear, right? And he he just seen something in me. And a lot of people did. That's how I lasted, you know. You can almost you can almost see into my eyes that I was lost or that like I was I was different and that people almost felt sorry for me, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: And um. So he he gave me a start and anyway you just you know, it just kept getting better and better. Like I'd aim to say, move to Vancouver and next thing I'll be flown in a helicopter and I was a constant constantly chasing that, follow me heart, follow me go. So he was like, Oh, give us your passport, Glenn, yeah and I was like, This fucking mad cunt, stodgy cunt, whatever. So I gave me passport, he scanned there, booked me a flight, right? So when in the space of two weeks, yeah, or three weeks, we're having no money. Next thing I'm, I'm flying on, like, a small plane with my made Michael. Like, 10 a plane up to the top of Canada, right? From there, helicopters, chauffeurs waiting on me. to bring me to the helicopter pad. They bring me over to the lighthouse, yes, right? But <laughs> at this stage, I was posting all demolition to take down stuff, but I didn't have a clue. Yeah. I wasn't going to tell them, like, <laughs> no, because Richard Branson's famous quote, if you don't know something, say you can do it. So, first of all, I sleep it out for my flight, cost a helicopter two grand to refuel, your man's screaming, but then he's laughing. Gets to the lighthouse, whatever, couldn't believe the handiest the handiest money I've ever learned. You know a toothbrush?
1: Yeah.
2: So, it was a metal toothbrush, yeah? Uh, scraping off the the chippings off the lighthouse, like the paint, right? So, somebody come in with the refurbish. And there I was thinking, you know, it's going to be, like, hectic doing all these mad yeah. jobs and handing me, handing me signs, whatever. So, I was there... For a month getting a fortune, getting camp money. You get camp money over there when you're when you're getting flown out when you're living on living on a lighthouse. So from there I met this fella, Kiwi Chris. He gave me a contact. He was saying Whistler Glenn. He says, just say you can snowboard, pretend you can snowboard. So I was like, right, that's fine. So I ended up moving to Whistler, the, the snowy mountains in Canada, right? You know, Owen Wilson was coming in for food and all of his mental scene, just nuts. Go to the hit you up to the interview arrive in one minute and then blagging, and blagging and, blag and then your mum was like, can you shred, whatever. I was Googling words, you know what they yeah. say for shred, you know, snowboard like shred. Oh, yeah. So I ended up, you know, constantly following me hard down that. Spent six months on Whistler, nuts. Had to snowboard to work, nearly busted every kneecap and every tooth for weeks trying to get down. But then after, I got the hand of it, you know. So, got sick of me job there and it was a case of all I was running away with my problems, to be honest, if, if I'm honest with is like somebody would say to me, I'd we'll have a fight and walk, right? with my mates or whatever, and then I just say, fuck this. I'm gone. Why can't nobody take me serious? Like, with my ADHD, you know, everybody makes you out the crazy, but at the time, I was very, very drunk, and here's a drunk story, that I'll have to put this in for the boys in Canada. So, basically, we put 20 euro into a hat, and pulled the names out of the hat, right? And, say if I get Terrence, yeah, I have to dress him out of charity shop, and if you get me, you have to dress yeah. me. So the Aussie boys stitched me up, I was fat at the time, right? Leopard belly top, leopard miniskirt, <laughs> leopard leopard uh, shoes, leopard hat, right? Pervert moustache, right? So we was like, you know, fuck this. I have to drink two bottles of absinthe when I'm going out. So when I got locked, right? Woke up, right, in someone's gaff, yeah? Some board came down during the get on. See me with my balls hanging out of the on the on the bed, right? On the, on the sofa. And um, mortar. so I was like, listen, players don't, you know, we're in the place, whatever, something wrong, whatever. Had a red leather jacket on over all this. Like a fucking raven so It was on me rocker. <laughs> Go outside, right? Go outside the door, boys, yeah? And I was there. I oh, look, right? I don't know how I ended up there. Can't can't remember how I ended up there. It was 120 kilometres away from work, right? I was in Squamish, and I was supposed to be in Whistler. I must have went to a party there, but couldn't remember. And that was the dangers of not being able to stop think, thinking it was normal. Yeah. So so from there, anyway, hitchhiked to Dawson City for... Left me job, hey there... Uh, Done a 4000 hitchhike for, for charity on the day. That's another story in itself. Ended up hitchhiking up there. That was that was the maddest thing I've ever done. Gets there, $40 left in the account. And icebergs on the side of the river. Set up a tent. Go into the bar. I'm not going home. I, I can't go back to Dublin. It's the first words I said to your man. He says, really you won't. You can work for me. If, you, if you're a hard worker, I'll give you a job, whatever. Randy Dubay, legend. Ended up working for him. The next day, didn't tell him. I was too proud, you know. Didn't want to ask for accommodation. So went back to my tent on the side of the icebergs with Michael, and my phone froze uh, late for work, right? So I ended up going, going to work the next morning, and now I lay, and I get there, and uh, basically, um, he was like, what the fuck are you like, Len? And there was, like, icicles in my uh, moustache with Ronnie. And he's, he's like, please don't tell me you had to sleep in on in the tent with them. That was you two head cases down there? And I was like, yeah. And he says, how could I not give you a job with your determination? You know, gives me keys to my own apartment across the road, right? Cable TV, because that's what they call it, obviously. Satellite TV in Dublin, they call it. <laughs> Jacuzzi bath, right? Everything and he says. Look, I know you've no money. Just take everything on the tab, food, everything, right? Learned, that was the first kitchen job. Learned me how to cook from scratch. Set his kitchen on fire by mistake, right? Put nachos bin on top of a grill by <laughs> mistake. And uh, we were sitting there having drinks and having dinner. Right? They say, boys, why is this smell of rubber burning, you know? We said, good to have a clue. The whole bleeding kitchen went up oh, in a blaze, lies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was from there. Ended up meeting a girl there. And we travelled. I travelled Colombia, South America, um, into Central America. And then when I was in Central America, we met... Uh,
1: so, what Sorry, so you're in Dawson City, yeah. And yeah. I saved up a, a lot. Of, I had two full full-time jobs. Was, were you walking? Oh, sorry, were you walking to travel and then come back? Or were you like, right, I'm um, saving? No, up it, was and fuck always, off?
2: it was always constantly running away from the problems, yeah. Too.
1: So, you met this board and you, the two he has got to, enough money money just to, 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 to get up.
2: to travel and then go on to the next one. It was always like, just my mission. In, yeah. in, my, in my head, oh, I was so lost with myself, yes. Yeah, so, that's it. The you, you're
1: lost and you're just wondering. Yeah, searching, I was searching yeah. for my soul. You're like a zombie like, walking the planet, basically. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And, but well, I'm very grateful for all this happening because it gets, it's, again, what, it brings back to where I came home. So, basically, after... Don't go into where yeah, so, you came home.
1: You're going to Central America with So, I'll
2: I go, go meet your woman. Your woman was, uh, was a lesbian anyway, and then I ended up being with her, come home. Uh, I go to knock come home. Go to Nicaragua. Go to all these countries, and then
1: um, I flew
2: her to, to Nicaragua to see me, and then she confesses to me, "Sorry, Glenn, I'm still a, still a lesbian, right?" <laughs> 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 the worst look in the world, right? Mm. And then um, so while this is going on, um got offered a job in Nicaragua or whatever, and then I had a connect and to to mm-hmm. Miami, but I ended up meeting this fellow. I was telling you yesterday, yeah. so boy, ADHD from Afghanistan sharing pictures of Bin Laden riding sheep on his dad's Facebook page and how I met him was he was uh, doing cartwheels and jumping on my bunk bed while I'm asleep and he's like licking my ears and all just a proper look but the more I looked at him the more i related you know mm. I woke up and he's licking licking my ears right he hasn't <laughs> done a in the air right and I was creasing my laughter, and he's doing mad face with the eyeballs and all you know that's what I would do with the people and then no one would get him and, and then he's hiding people's clothes right oh, the Japanese know <laughs> how they dress the Japanese white trays, right He's like putting bags of rice in the shoes and everything, and then denying that he's sitting there smoking or drinking. And they'd come up to him screaming, and he'd say, Why would I do that? But he blamed because they checked the camera, yeah, blamed me him. It him yeah. So I says to myself, Right, he was he was couldn't believe the way that I was living, and he wanted to live with that. He was running away from his problems, right, with ADHD. There's a reason why he was running, do you know. And then um, I, I took him on as my apprentice basically. I was showing him kind of the ropes, you know, networking going. So we're in Nicaragua. Right? We're going up the San del Sur River, got stranded there, right? So he speaks Spanish and he's breaking his show laughing. First of all, I give him money to check us into a guest house and I'll go But he checks us into a brothel. There's mirrors on the roof and all this <laughs> all this carry on, right? But while this was happening, a lot of people was watching this because it's outrageous. It's not normal, do you know what I mean? And the next day I wake up, got mugged, no money, and then we we go, we're on the bus together and I knew it was because of him. And then he says, he says, he says Glenn, why, why when a uh, girl go down on me, I come in one second, two seconds, and I knew. I says, so what happened last night when you brought a prostitute into your room? He says, uh, ah, I, I put on a movie for her. I put on a movie for her, got her a pizza, and I went to the toilet to try and get back up. And I says, do you really think a prostitute was eating Domino's pizza in Nicaragua and watching a movie? So all this was happening with him, go there. But then we get stranded on the... Uh, someone that saw a river and he's laughing the army comes there's a hurricane on the way get stranded there whatever so everyone was saying to me this is where the mental health comes in right everyone was saying to me Glenn Emma Brennan's been telling me years right you need professional health you're not normal and I'd be like look what I'm doing with my life I can do anything I want and I didn't care if I was alive or I was going to die I felt like you know if I die, it was gonna go down. Like in my head, I was like so disturbed. I was like, if I do, I'm gonna go down a like, grave. All this yeah. mad stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, on on the special one, or I'm like, you know, you know, all this, uh, all this carry on in my head that my mind at the time I was searching. So me my mind, uh. My mum basically was telling me, Glenn, you need to come home to seek professional help, right? Mm. But in this in this space of time, right, while
1: while this You're forgotten. still posting all this on Facebook guys like I want yeah. aren't you? Because I remember yeah, so people we're be posting, shooting that yeah, post from years ago.
2: Yeah. Like, but a lot, was, a lot of it was a lot of it was mentally posts. Yeah. And and we'll go we'll get to that story now in a minute and about, you know, the thing is with mental health, people people think, you know, it's not real, it's this and that. But anyway, so I didn't want to give in to come home. I hated Dublin. But I didn't really. I hated my own mind. Mm. And I hated how people made me out to be crazy. But the reason why people made me out to be crazy was because of my addiction problem with drink, because of the outrageous stuff. Like, doing stupid things like, you know, I'd be out and for attention I would, like, do the most outrageous stuff. Like, pissing my mouth for attention. But then I wouldn't remember the next day and all this barbaric, ludicrous, outrageous behaviour that I thought was normal at the time. Because when you're delusional to the problem, you don't really know. It's sad and it's scary. So... Basically, I wasn't given in, and I was in, I had a connector flight to Miami, cousin of mine reached out to me, put up a status, all it would take for me right now is, any place on planet Earth, honest to God, right from contacts, well, I put up one status, yeah, and they have a contact waiting on me, and that's what it was like, there was a contact waiting in Boston, I had no money, It was going to hitchhike from from Miami up to Boston, the man had an apartment waiting on me and all right, a job waiting on me, um, people see me as this legend, the same kind of people that was on the party level, travelling level, you know, but I gave in, and what what did it for me here, this is, you know, I was coming close to the end of my drink career when I started to realise that I had a problem. I had 20 euro left in Miami, right? And I was starving, I had hunger pains, I didn't eat in two days. And I was very sick, and I was I was drinking heavy. and I was seeing a sign, and so first of all, the two things happened at once. Football team, the, the Brazilian uh, concert chair, was Chapter it? Clancy. Chabot Clowns. Chabot sounds like fucking constitution. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically, they, they go down the plane crash, right, yeah. at the same time. And they're breaking all over the nose. And then through, through watching this on the telly to me left, two bottles of Jim Beam honey for 20 euro. So I'm like, right, do I eat? Or do I get pardoned drunk because I'm terrified of flying? Bought the two bottles of Jim, Jim being honey. Got <laughs> off my rocker. Just obnoxious, just... Like, I wouldn't wish alcohol and ADHD on top of anyone, you know? Mm. And just how you become and everything is just... It's just you become the darkest, most nastiest person in the world with, with that. So, anyway, flew the London, Connect and Flight. I was that bad, right? I was ruined in the bins for plastic cups, paper cups, actually. To have a mix up to sneak on to the Air Lingus flight or the
1: Ryanair flight. So what happened? Sorry, you were in Miami, you bought the drink, and you're flying the airport. home. Yeah, yeah, I think but we're I was drinking.
2: I, I had them. I could get them through customs. because yeah. they were present. But yeah. you,
1: sorry, you weren't gonna go to hitchhike from Miami to Boston. You, no, you were I, off, I finally gave in. I was yeah, you broke the like way, the two way front home. was knocked out as yeah.
2: well. like they were knocked out. And you know, I used to be so embarrassed telling people it was a snowboard accident, but they were knocked out because of they they they, they, they were deteriorating because of the drink problem mm. that I had. You know. So then, from there, so but, you pack her in. So there, well, on the way home. So pack, pack, travelling in, go home. My plan was to go home, to recover for three, three months, take three months off. Don't seek professional help because I didn't think I needed professional mm. help. You know, it, my plan was to still drink. It was just take three months off, go back recover, and then move away. So I, I anyway, come through the airport, two bottles of gin being in me, camera crew waiting on I me, mean, giving me a platform, give me an opportunity. And then I start talking now how does this
0: camera Crew just be waiting? So they seen
2: basically TV uh, Virgin Crew, there's a producer, good friend of mine, she's always been looking out for me. They were they were waiting, right? They they hear the <coughs> story about So yeah. yeah, and two yeah. And two eighty Afghanistan, me, right? And how two different people from different cultures they were gonna work on a show called Social Experiment. So they were coming through the airport, right? I was coming through the airport. This is in Dublin. Yeah, locked on me, rocker after turning from the tournament after four years, so then basically obnoxious. The the most, you know, as I says, it's like two different people, yeah. I threw me backpack, 120 liter backpack with clothes in it, ah, uh, delicate yeah. And basically the camera crew ran. I was talking about running for presidency 2020. fucking the Kenny. I was just this mental disturbed. It's funny. Looking back, but is it funny when it gets borderline? Yeah, suicidal tendencies, and, yeah. Look, and I'll come to that now. What happened? So, anyway, all my friends, every single one of my friends, my family, everybody left me. Yeah, didn't want to see me for a week. How could right you you travel the world for four years, not seeing your friends and family? And no one want to hear about and no one want anything it. to do with yeah. you, right? Yeah. so that's yeah. when it comes to the stage when it's sad, but to me, still no problem. So, I was like. I need a way out of this. Derek Herman saying, Glenn, you need to go to college. Yeah, you need to go back to college. Uh, you need to sort your life out, stop drinking. I and mean, you meet Mark that is no longer with us. I'll get to that now in a minute. Um basically I moved to Barcelona. No money. I circled around Roma for, for for mental health, even though I didn't know what mental you health was. I was in the north, delusional. Go to Barcelona, party promoter and I was telling telling Terence yeah. yesterday, um, I went, I came home mentally broken to get fixed, to go back and get mentally broken again. And then in my head, I was like, ah, traveling, everybody drinks to get to know each other. The best way to get to know somebody is over a few drinks. That was me being so delusional, didn't think I had a problem, you know. And then my my routine in Barcelona, and I have proof of this with video footage and obviously photograph footage and from the people that I live with, they, they'll quote from me, you know. I'd wake, up, I'd, have, I'd wake up at uh, 6 in the morning either in an ATM machine, projector, of i in, somewhere else in Barcelona. 120 days in a row, this would be the case. I had an apartment and I'd wake up 120 days in a row. Then I'd go like, you know, six six cans of beer, bottle of wine first thing in the morning, right? Go promoting the beach, right? I'd go make one sale, get a Spanish omelette baguette, get a bottle of sangria, right? With another six cans. Finish, the, finish off about 4 o'clock. Go home have an nagging of vodka, have a sleep for two or three hours, right, power nap, yeah. Go to the George Payne, the George Payne Irish Bar, promote them. get a blackout tray, blackout tray is the leader of vodka, uh, two shots of tequila, two shots of Jager Moisture, two shots of uh, Absinthe, uh, straw, two sh- uh, strawberry daiquiri cocktails, I'll get that between one of my mates, and in VIP, I would drink like a fish, and every night, I'd project all vomit, wake up on the street, every single night, and... You know, with all due respect to women, at the time I was very, I was a womanizer, very, very obnoxious, and I stood away. Yeah, and and I was just like, not even that. It, it was it was just like I'd I'd be out and I'd have all the women all, all over me, right? And then I'd wake up in an ATM machine, right? And and this one time, even this Ukrainian dancer like model was like, um, oh yeah, if uh, if you stay awake till four o'clock, you can come home with me. You know, you can stay in mine. And um, I wasn't going to be staying horse to suck lollipops, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And where did I wake up? I woke up in an ATM machine, two hours away from the place, projectile vomit. And it was getting to that stage. But at this time, I didn't know there was a problem. So this is where it gets even fucking crazier. The boys flew over to me, Mark and then um, Emmett. They came over to see me. We were on it. We organized a pool party up in the mountains. I was that caught up in my own mind, not self-centered, not giving a fuck after the party the next day, two hours away from Barcelona, up in the top of the mountains somewhere, I don't even know where the mountains was, I was that drunk, I left him back, he made up in the mountain, counting everybody else, how can I not, how can I not count my best friend, up in the mountain, that comes all the way over the fucking Barcelona, to see me, do you know what I mean, so then basically, um, the next day I see him, blah blah blah, and he, he, he was at the same time, he was, you know, we were partying hard, we were on that same level, and that's kind of what, I started noticing a lot of patterns, you know, where, like, all this stuff that was happening, it's scary. You wouldn't drink away from death. Yeah.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't
2: drink away from... Well, you're, you're playing with fire. Yeah. And then one of the last nights in Barcelona, my boss let me go. And he had enough, and it was the saddest day of my entire life, probably, I would say, because the real thing, right, that I was raised with two women, right? My grandmother that passed away, very powerful woman, mm. and my mother... And I was raised to have the most up respect for women, you know. I get anxiety if I hear of somebody hitting a woman, right? But what's the difference between abusing women mentally and physically, you know, downgrading them and being a bastard on drink, you know. Like, imagine going back to the 80s and someone treating my mother the way I would treat, treat women, do you know what I mean? It's not it's not, not, nice. And that was the drink coming off, you know. You ask, I ask myself now, I look back, and I'm grateful that, I seek professional help coming to that now in a few minutes because when I seek professional I learned to live that I would have never done any of that the problem was I didn't know I had ADHD I yeah, yeah. kind of uh, thought I had so basically my boss says Glenn uh, my boss says um, Glenn you don't remember last night there and I was like no why he says well put it this way how can I put you in a in a VIP only with a drink with 10 scouters, 10 fish scouchers that want to go home with you And this is what you are done last night, right? And I was like, what? Couldn't remember anything. Scared you. I thought the police was coming. I had 31 outstanding warrants in Barcelona as well, fracking the bollocks. So I was like, fuck, I must have done something bad, you know? And then, then he showed me this video, yeah? And I was like, there was tears in my eyes deep down, but I didn't want to admit I have a problem. I'd be like, nah, I don't don't have a problem. I'm fine. And the video was at half six in the morning. It was fucking kids going to school. And I had... Prostitute, like some sort of African descent, right? Bent over, right? By the scruff of the neck, yeah, and I was wanking, right? Up an alleyway. The police came and chased me, right? And I'm running with a gold condom on my cock. Now, it's hilarious now, repeating this, <laughs> right? And it's hilarious, telling this. That's a chapter out of my book. The last thing I remember is wanking up an alleyway in Barcelona. Fuck, what did I do? Fuck, I do the most stupid things when I'm drunk. Fuck, do I have AIDS? And that's what I'm trying to express, the way you are talking about yeah. it, you know what I mean? And a lot of people. So that was, for me, that was, that was... That was a turning point. That was kind of a little bit of a turning point. But you know the worst part about that? I fucking went and got a bottle of vodka right after crying because I didn't know that I had a problem. So moved to the French Alps. Um, French Alps, ski resort, swanky restaurant. After going to work in the a, in a, in a kitchen in Dawson City, hitchhiking, basically the boys... Uh, they teach me the basics, so we lied, you know, got a job in, in the French Alps, that, I was,
1: so you know your way around the kitchen now, so you're, you going to blag your way around the kitchen now.
2: Yeah, so I was bl- blagging my way around, uh, breakfast chef, head breakfast chef, and I was, the worst, I've ever been, in my entire life, basically got a phone call, that, he may have passed away, and the night, before, he had my t-shirt, on his face, the Glen and, he died through mental health issues, and, um, that, Broke me in half to the stage where it almost killed me stone dead. I was going off, nearly setting off avalanches, and you know, going lost in, into the mountains. Like I didn't care about life. I didn't care if I did die by an avalanche. Didn't care if I died of a heart attack like, from drink. And it was just like so evil, like bastard. The more you think of, you know,
1: You're Spre- like self destruct kind yeah, of thing.
2: Yes, spreading rumors that like you know the CEO had AIDS and all, and you know just outrageous stuff that is not normal and then one of the girls the Swedish girls like Glenn you're like when you drink you're Oscar O'Reilly you're not Glenn like but if I'm having a normal conversation here with you now you're the most kind-hearted adorable person that I know but like you know you'd like just do terrible stuff on people and this and that but I could never, it never agree with me, but I thought I was, the, I thought I was this legend. I'm conquering the globe, I'm better than everybody, you know. Yeah. I'm better than anyone from Dublin. That's what I thought. That's what mental illness yeah. with ADHD and with drink was doing to me, you know. So, anyway, I go on a destruction path after losing my best friend, especially being on the phone to me the night before. And then I started you noticing know, patterns, and I started to see, start tweaking stuff. So, I go to the last time I drank, right, was in um, I went to Budapest. I hitchhiked from France up to the Budapest bats, Hungary, through Poland. So you know where uh, the Budapest bats, yeah, bats. But you know the, you know in nighttime they have a party, yeah, right. So I ended up going there, and the boys Luke, he made Romeo. They call him. He's 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 a legend there. Uh, he looked after me. So we went there, and I was like, he was saying um, basically. Let's go to the party. My mate Colin and Luke flew over to me. Let's go to the bats party. And I was like, no, we need uh, we need drink. And he was like, Glenn, when have you have ever been in a room that you haven't been the centre of attention without drink or mm. being the life and soul of the party and talking to, to women, talking to people? The, like, you've a fucking butterfly in your neck. Like, so of course people's going to yeah. come over to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I ended up jogging. I walked, right? This is the final point for me yet. Yeah. I walked from an hour walk, right? My ass was bleeding, yeah? I was shoving ice cubes up my ass. I mean mad's life, right? That's how people won't people will say exaggerates this <laughs> yeah. and the the boys is there, right? Colin had to run and get Vaseline. So I'm rubbing Vaseline on the top of ice cubes, right? And put it on the ass. And they're saying to me, You're mentally disturbed. When you go to Sweden, right, you need to get help and you need to sort your life out. And they I'd be saying to them, Pussies, gay. Use a you Using not drinking, yeah,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah.
2: and they're like, Glenn, you shoving ice cubes up your arse, <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Who has the problem then? Huh? Who yeah, has the problem? And I say exactly. you
2: have the problem because you you won't drink enough to shove ice cubes up your arse. And that was in me in me head, you know, nuts, like right close. So anyway, go to the building best bats again. Great black off. talk me way in the VIP, right? All these like you know, Emira girls, models from all over the world. And next of all there, uh, there was these Arabs. Turbans on the head, Voting me in, loving me, right? I had to show myself, right? The heat, I have a weak stomach, yeah? I don't anymore. When I used to drink, I had a weak stomach, yeah? So <coughs> basically, the water touched my neck, right? Oh my god, right? Cottage cheese is coming out of my by mouth by buckets, right? Getting sick on your man's hands and all, and the head, looking me, chuck me out nearly, right? Colin Luke, sprint, yeah? And I'm a VIP. I was so embarrassed. I took my ball stranglers off me, put them over my head. I'm gonna even get sick, even talking about it. Put them over my head. I was getting sick into like me jocks, yeah. Yeah. But to me that that was normal even still, right? <laughs> like and they was telling me everyone was reaching out to me, get help, get help. it's alright, everything's gonna be alright. But I was so afraid of the stigma of not being in there with day or no nobody everybody making me to be crazy. So basically coming to 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 that was I moved to Sweden, got a contact, my English is not that great. Obviously, we learned difficulties and fucking that. I got Luke to send an email to to Sweden, Gotland. It's an island in the fucking middle of the Baltic Sea, right? That castle surrounds a 13th century castle wall, right? At this stage, I was an all-right breakfast chef. I knew I knew the bits and bobs, yeah. yeah. And he was like, "Oh yeah, come come to uh, come next week. I'll be waiting on you." End up hitchhiking, flew flew into Sweden, get get the ferry over. Your man is waiting on me in a in a chauffeur, and he brings me inside this castle wall, right? He said, "This is your, this is your house, yeah." And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here, right?" And then, then, uh, basically, fucking, it, downstairs is like a 13th century jacuzzi built in the 13th century. The wall and this and that. You go there on your break, and how, how the Swedes look after their own, man. Whoa, like money. He, he says, "Give me 80 euro a week to live inside a fucking castle, wall. Yeah. So then I started to appreciate life. I had this Alan Carr's book that. I bought which is which is weird right I bought the day I bought I was with Mark right and Mark says to me Glenn give me that when you're finished I want to read that but I was so stubborn I was afraid this is how sick this is right I was afraid to read that because I knew I'd be sober when I read
1: it yeah and you not you were afraid to face that I
2: was afraid to face it because I knew from the first lines I knew straight away point your mind I always says I'd be sober when I'm talking you know so anyway
1: so hang on is So that was how to get sober. That was that
2: book. It was a lot of things no? Yeah, but the book
0: was called How to... Alan Carr's How to
2: Control Alan Carr's How to Control Alcohol.
0: And you had... Well, I actually started with that book from from hearing that he got sober through that. Yeah. So when... So obviously I follow Glenn on Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. And we mentioned that in episode one that like the reason for me to get sober, like without him ever knowing they had an influence on anyone. Like he yeah. was an influence on me Because I know well, you... From years ago And how mad he was And and all the stories You heard And i see him Traveling the world Locked Doing yeah. this mad shit And then And then he just stops He stops in yeah. the show and I'm like there, There's something spooky Going on yeah. there you know. And then he's putting it out there that, Like It's this book help uh, to control alcohol And I said so we <laughs> not give that up actually was yeah, yeah. Was about three three or four weeks at this stage and I was like really don't want to drink again you know and then I was at the scene he posted it again sometime and I was like do you know what fuck it I, just, I got the audio book of it and I listened to it and I was just like that set it in stone from the do you know what I, I kind put it kind of puts
2: it into
0: perspective
2: perspective of yeah. like, what it is but it's, it's funny because are you related to Leo O'Brien by any chance no well, anyway, do you know Scott O'Brien?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I nearly killed him when I stoned it. dead. And that's, that was another thing where was, the where which which came to me becoming sober yeah. and putting that book out there. So, obviously, my ADHD was hopping, thriving. Nobody could take me serious. Came home for a week or two, whatever. Ended up going out with him on a night out. And this girl says to me in Tampa Bay, Oh, my God, I love your jacket. And I shut her back up. She was in a penthouse apartment. Oh, my God, I love your face. Let me in. So she says, right, come up to the gaff, right? So obviously me, oh, me, rocker. The last thing you're going to let. Like, if I seen Glenn Murray drunk, he'd the yeah. last person let the china
1: shop kind of Easy
2: name. singles on the roof job. Dragged yeah. out when entries. Or just walked into the party, straight to the fridge. Easy singles on the roof. Put Sp- spin on them, stick it in the roof, right? It was <laughs> <laughs> this girl was blading, unbelievable, she wanted to, you know, coming up, she was having to laugh at me, so then, that wasn't enough with attention, that wasn't enough with, uh, with energy, right, so with Scott, this is how I became sober, right, with Scott, I got the furtiex extinction behind the back, and sprayed him in the eyes, he has glasses, yeah, and, um, next of all, he says, so, so don't, don't be blading, acting the bollocks, don't, don't be doing that, right, and, and, very good at lying, very good at, you know, living this lie, pretending, so I was like, Scott, I'm so sorry. I'd never do anything like that to you. But deep down behind me back, I had the footage ready, eh? ready to do it again. So he fell for it again. So he he, he went to turn off, walk, right? Let the fur exchanger look a bazooka off on him, right? Sprayed his whole eyes. But he has glasses, square glasses, right? Yeah. So he couldn't see. But he ran for me, right? I moved out of the way. The fucking cunt fell down two flights of stairs, right? Head forced, right? Head forced. Bounced off the wall on the first st- stairs whatever happened, went back, right, bounced his head again, twice, knocked down, knocked clean out, right, Yeah. and Shannon, Shannon was like, so, so, he's dead, he's dead, you had to kill him, Scott, right, he's dead, right, but at the time, my anxiety and my ADHD was like, this was coming, a long time, this is fucking sketchy, you know, and then from there, basically, yeah, uh, basically, <laughs> fuck, the police is waiting at the end of the stairs on me, so I was like, fuck this, I'm getting out for a Vanguard guy, ran past, that pushed her, got away, Ended up screaming and crying and so, in so much pain. So then I started, like, going onto social media, locked, telling this, talking to myself, what well, is everything you're, you're talking? Absolute bollocks, shite, right, mm. on social media. Went up, started going into, into Burger King in, in, in Fingers, Clare Water. They wouldn't go back to my mate's house because I was so scared that if I had happened to just started writing and all, started writing all these mad, mad fucked up shit, you know, that I look back on. Me may seen it, dynamite that I met in Australia. Mm. Then I went to, em, um, a Whelan's party with him, and it was his birthday, and he seen it the next day, the, the next day I met him for his birthday, and he says, Glenn, uh, what do you want out of life? And I was like, well, I want to be able to, and somewhat inspire people, but I also want to be happy. And he grabbed me, right, with this, I'm very, I would do anything to avoid fighting, yeah. Mm. I'm so emotional, and so happy, I, I do it at all because life to me is so precious like yeah. it's all in the blink of an eye that's the way I see it right so he grabbed me by the collar and this was me, one of my best friends my me mentor screaming in my face his eyes and I was just crying because I knew I was upsetting him he says Glenn that's not the real Glenn coming across on social media so you get all the answers if you shut down social media shut social media down for a year Starting noticing waking up at half four in the morning without an alarm inside the castle you know all this this of. Was eating asparagus and poached eggs at fucking twenty to five in the morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. In a in a bleeding castle, right? yeah. And then I started noticing. So the sun was coming up, right? <clears throat> and all these Swedish sports, good morning, good morning, walking past me, right? And I was like a set, like he ledger and you know, a ninth style or something, right? This was in my head. It was like so beautiful. And then I was like looking up and the sun come up in the Baltic Sea.
1: Yeah.
2: And I was like, that's it. The only reason why my friend is in the grave. And most of my friends is in the grave. It's because of addiction. And then I, I had this brainstorm after reading Alan Carr's book. Yeah. This is why... This is the answer. This is my... What is my biggest strength? My, my weakest my weakest link is my str- strongest strength. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How I got to do it and give back to... That's what I was putting this here for. Because there's a reason why I didn't die with all them stupid situations. So from there, I wasn't ready to come home. I still thought I was living this dream we still taught and while this is going on to, to finish coming into the end of the story while this was all going on I thought sobriety is enough right and this is why I've learned so much women. and you're probably going to experience this yourself right Yeah. and the thing is right when you go on like that with addiction right I've learned that builds trauma yeah that yeah. builds of in your head you're constantly walking around with a conscience of all the bad stuff that you've done on upsetting so much people and all the outrageous stuff, right? So then, it's like, it can cause a a terrible effect on your mental health and everything. So when when this was all going on, I remember, Mark, Lord of Mercy, you know, I remember I was being, I was in a, I was in, where was I? I I was in Dublin. And where was I? I was in Dundrum. And someone was giving me a lot of stick on social media and other stuff. And I met... I felt like an ant, right? But like, it was me own fault to a reason, but they didn't understand that, you know, they just seen the bad version of Glenn, Glenn the scumbag, Glenn the dickhead. They didn't see, oh, maybe he's suffering because people don't, can't see that you're suffering. Yeah. You know what I mean? you're not they, me that sort. I wasn't showing that sort of keeping in. And then I, I went into the, into the toilet and done drum. Now, I don't know, but maybe to this day, maybe it was a bright toilet, but again, I had this black sound in my ears. So boom! And everything went black, and I started thinking about ropes around my neck, and I was like, "Why am I thinking about this?" And I felt this evil spirit, you know, this this evil energy. I didn't feel right. Felt everything that around me. I went outside. It was bright. It was two o'clock in the day. It was fucking everything was black. there, there was a moon up and on the sky, but that wasn't obviously because that was in, in, my, in mind. my mind. Yeah. So then I'm like, "That that happened, right? That happened when I was when I was drinking, right?" So I was like, "Right." That only happened because I'm drinking. That's nothing got to do with me. Now that I'm sober, life is perfect. That's what I was thinking, right? Which it's not. Every day, life is, is hard work. Yeah, it's a struggle, eh? You know, every, every day. So then, obviously, Sweden, go to London. Then I started noticing, boys, right? We're sober, yeah? I had, like, I would say, 30 hours in a day. You know the way there's just 24 hours in a day? But I felt like I could do 30 hours in a day. Yeah. So then I started noticing of so much energy... I'd, I'd be able to put my mind to anything that I want to do. And what was it that I wanted to do? You know, I wanted to live a good life, become the best possible cook that I could be. So I went, went into the Ivy in London. They've cooked, like, for a long I've stuff. been
1: to it. Believe it or not, I've actually been I've there. Been yeah. The yeah. I've yeah. been to it. Yeah. i uh, uh, is it? There's oh. a few of them now. There's a so few of them. There's one just off short in Shortage. Shortage, there's one, yeah. There's, yeah. There's,
2: there's one in Chelsea. Mate, I'm
1: leading. Boy, yeah, look at him. he look he's People yeah. missed a world wood. around, bro. But
2: in there, boys, right, ended up going in. John the Porty, chef, he was like talking to me, blah blah blah. I was blagging it because there's no way I was an Ivy standard chef. Yeah. There's not a fucking hope. They've this chef's there, best, some of the best in the country, you know. In, yeah. In now the one
1: in London is absolutely unreal, and is then it? the one in Dublin they model off that, obviously, because it's the same franchise. Yeah, yeah. But the one in Dublin, my God, it's like Amazon and Wish do you know what but I mean that's what it's like yeah. it's fucking they, they do it
2: with everyone they ruin away with the franchise the one over they... here
1: is, if you go to the one over here and you don't enjoy it like you, you look at the one London, you're like oh that's a blatant kid yeah, as well." You miss it exactly mate yeah, I I but, but with they they the got... standard
2: over there obviously it's, it's, so over there it's similar but sorry over, Glenn yeah, but, but, but the, ones, the ones over there anyway so they were bringing me in and they were you know training me and then there's pictures of Blade and Marilyn Raw, JFK and Hitler on the wall and then they're giving us this is the standard that you're cooking at and I was like, fuck, I was shitting, you know, and he was like, Guy, oh, you start Monday. And I was like, no, 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 I, I start now. And he's like, you know, kind of tell him what he wanted to hear. So anyway, we went in there. That was the story. Um, he asked me how to, he asked me to put lobster on. I didn't have a fucking clue how to put lobster on. The tins was alive. I was shitting the things with the claws, you
1: know. But
2: then I said, just show us, you know, and I'll, uh, I'll learn. I'll, I'll, no, I was telling oh, everywhere they cook different lobster. You know, if you show me your you way. You are chancing. Yeah.
1: So, so you should, wanted him to actually show you how to do it, but you were like, yeah, him, yeah. show us your way in case I don't Yeah, yeah, black,
2: black in the yeah, yeah, But then basically, I had my phone under my arm, started recording him, taking uh, videos, and then he asked me to, to cook a lobster. And then he touched his finger off the lobster with the guy that put that taste?" He says, Jesus Christ, that's unbelievable lobster. Where'd you learn that? He says, off you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he's laying there, but then. After after a month, yeah, they found out. After a month, they found out that I um, I wasn't the standard that they were looking for, right? But they knew that I was willing to work hard. At four o'clock, I was staying back. doing. Double, I was doing two shifts a day. One of them, I was doing for free to learn from the Italians because the Italians, fucking boys, they taught me so much. Next level. So then, your man threw a, a sea bass at me. Swung a sea bass at me. Yasin was his name, right? Legend, but old school chef, right? So he threw a sea bass at me, dragged me, by the ears. I'm not messing yet, by the ears into, like, the fanciest open room I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, be honest with me, I says, I'm sorry, mate, I'd love it, but I want a good life. Do I look like a person that moves in Nando's? He says, you know, I want this chance, I'll do anything. He says, uh, well, that's good, because you want to run Wimbledon. And I says, what? You know, this is six months cooking. And he says, go over the ovens. You know, you need to give them, kick up the arse. you need help there. So I'm, I'm getting on a bike flight, I believe, waistcoat, paddy hat, thinking I'm, thinking I'm great boy short. So obviously I take the wrong turn on, on my uh, Google Maps, cycling through a golf course in Wimbledon and people teeing off and all, and old posh people, granddad screaming. So I end up going there and learning from them boys. It was a slower kitchen, but they they were teaching me the best uh, best education I could get. So my dad died, whatever. And he, everyone was saying to me, Glenn, you need to go, stay home, look after your ma. Marsden Glenn, no you don't, you know, you need to go continue, continue the dreams. So I wrote down one of the places that was on my number one hit list to live was a place called Atataki Cook Islands, right? And um where's that? It's in the Cook Islands, it's middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the smallest island in the world, and it's like basically so pretentious, Brad Pitt and I are walking around nuts. And I knew 2012 I heard about this through word of mouth of a girl that I lived with, and she was like oh, this is where we, I go uh, family holiday every year. And I was like, oh, I don't know how we're going to get there, but there's something that's going to take me there. So anyway, wrote it down, don't know how, blah, 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 don't know why, but this year, I'm fucking moving to Atataki. e everybody, nobody got back to me. So then when I was carrying the coffin, me, me dad's coffin, basically, it was like, without sounding too crazy, I'm not really Catholic or anything, you know what I mean? But it was like... Everyone's the opposite, you know, stay at home, live the normal mm, life, look sorry. after you, look after you. You said that, you.
1: Your dad, is that, your dad, your granddad, was it? No, me, me, me stepdad. Step- sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. But he, he basically, he's basically, that. he's yeah, basically
2: that. me, he's basically me dad. He yeah, came, he, was you know? yeah. He, he
1: was a legend. But when I was
2: carrying the coffin, I was like, and this is again, back to where I lived, like I did when, you know, people can say you're crazy or whatever, but one day, I felt like he was talking me through that coffin. One day, I'm going to be in this coffin. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, I want to. I'm terrified of dying. That's the main reason. I, bro. That's the reason. That's the. bro. I don't want to, I and and even coming to to the story in a minute, which is is even more man. But that's the reason why I don't want to be on my grave, right? And people say preach or whatever. You can anyone can say what they want. But I don't want to be on my grave and look back. What if I didn't go for it? Do you know what? Yeah, I mean? what if exactly. I, what if there is something out there? And this is what I kept. Really follow right. me, hard. Follow me, go. And so then, all of a sudden, the funeral. I get an email beep. Would you be interested doing a police search, right? And I look, fucking, at the the maps where I was put it in. It was the fucking Cook
1: Islands. So was is that like a vetting kind of thing? A, a what search?
2: No, like a uh police search. You know, please check medical. Yeah, check like a guy. vet kind of thing. Yeah yeah yeah, a yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that email beep. Then I was like, this is fucking nuts. You know, don't just get flown here. You have to be sponsored. The only way to get sponsored here is if you. Like, Good, in yeah. a top dog. Obviously, I made me see video to be like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. It's <laughs> so anyway, moved to New Zealand to learn to study seafood, crab. Walked in the maddest kitchen there. Was pushing for that. New Zealand was good. The kitchen it was just. I worked just didn't do anything in New Zealand. Just worked 130 hours a week. Hitchhiked all over New Zealand, and then coming to the end of New Zealand was when we contract to for the Cook Islands. So in in New Zealand it was down the end of the beach in the Catlins, no Wi-Fi, no coverage on your phone. I was living on the beach, just in a tent, like, making food, blah, blah, blah. Every day, I'd hitchhike 40 kilometers to wait an email to see. And then they were like, Glenn, um, you need to be in the airport this time two days. So it was so far down the bottom of New Zealand that I had to go all the way back up, yeah? Ended up, just by chance, hitchhiking up. Some fella says he dropped me to the airport. He left me on the bleeding side of the motorway, right? The side of the motorway, I, I pulled out my sleeping bag. ...made past the cabin ...and was sleeping on the side of the motorway... ...it was nuts, you know... <laughs> ...and I was just constantly searching... ...chasing something... ...but uh, something was telling me... ...something was in that Cook Islands that... first of all... ...the only reason I am about ...is because searching for myself... ...getting to Sweden... ...do you know what I mean? Yeah. I ...found out there... ...the only reason why I came home... ...was because of... ...what happened in the Cook Islands... ...so anyway... ...we get to the Cook Islands... ...and long story short... In the Cook Islands... It's, ...it's like 20 million years... ...behind its time... ...population a 1,000... They, like, no Wi-Fi, no nothing. It's just, you know, everything you hunt for your fields. you know, wool bars, all man and the people, like, they, they're coconuts, they call them. They don't know anything else. And all of a sudden, look, I was under rule by an evil emperor, you could say, right? The worst boss I've ever worked for in my entire life. But I can't take anything... Or say anything negative about that, right? For the reason being, no matter how bad he was, I choose to live there, right? Yeah. And without him, this story wouldn't exist. And every morning, I see his face. And going to bed is the first thing I see his face until I get what I want out of life. And that's the way I see it. But basically, he pushed me to the limit and put me through hell, right? But again, if I was meant to be a chef, right? he No one ever broke me. That's what the way chefs do, Yeah. But there's a reason why he did. And there's a reason why it happened on the Cook Islands. So anyway, what happened? I basically, talking again with motivation everything. I've been dreaming of this place 10 years, yeah? Been dreaming of this untouched, most secluded island on planet Earth. I've been dreaming of experiencing living there. Get there. And the first day I get there, he tells me, uh, oh, the team walks out. All the team walks out. And I was questioning, as you would. Imagine you and more, Calvin, right? Yes, and, and all the then. team. All the team walks out. Yeah. There's a reason for it, yeah? Something's up, yeah. So then then it started like where just how he would treat me, he wouldn't wouldn't let me he was punishing me, but he wouldn't let me cook, right? Wouldn't take me serious, they didn't get me. So the thing is, in every other kitchen, you're born to me with forks, right? You're throwing hot oil over me, I take it, yeah? But I'm learning. So I called the meeting and I says, If you're hitting me with towels and if you're treating me like that, right, if I'm cooking, then I'm learning from you. But if not, it's a form of punishment. Do you know what I mean? So this is going on. And obviously with ADHD, I was battling for years. What does everybody make me out to be crazy? And all this stuff was going on. So then, basically, that it just kept getting worse, kept getting worse, the way he was treating us and the way even the mental breakdown was getting even more. I was suffering the mental breakdown. was coming for a long time. And then how evil and how bad he treated me, or oh, he started getting these intrusive thoughts. One day he was bending over the the fucking fridge and I had my knife and I was going to stick a knife in his ass, and all this crazy stuff was like crazy I was driving to walk right on 150 kilometers an hour yeah screaming and crying like ah, like a scene of other movie seriously no word of lie all this stuff was happening and then basically uh, MacBurnie's well, one foot island is an island 10km from your house right mm. they've only one house there and the house is booked out for Christmas for years in advance, right? It's booked out for a long time in advance. Something happened that got a cancellation uh, and your woman, MacBurnie, got on to me because I was training the kids' boxing there. Do you want your, your own private island for Christmas, right? So I was like, what the fuck? You know, this was all... I was achieving all this, but then I was like, what else have I to achieve because I was suffering. As again, back to what, we, what one of your podcasts about suicide and you know, wanting to die... And basically, what happened was um, the thing that happened in Dunrum Toilet, the dark that I only experienced twice in my life. The first time I experienced it, it was like, like a so-called demon, but not a demon because it was mentally disturbed. It probably was, probably wasn't. It was like feeling like suicidal thoughts with ropes around my neck. That came back, right? And then I was like holy fuck, how did this come back if I'm sober? Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Enjoying yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I'm in the most those yeah. place in the world. How did this return? There's something not right here. So all this was going on. Next of all, like, he was, it was just, in work was getting so much more punishment. I was there six months, was a little cook and all this was going on and then the baker, popsy said out a shower from Fiji, big white teeth on him, Popsy said out, Glenn, don't run. When you run, we run together. We fight together and we stay together. And I was like, What? What are you talking about? Then he started telling me all this mad stuff. And he was like, About leaving and about how the others were treated, being locked in a room. And that's why they left me and screaming. And all this stuff was going on inside my head. So I go over to this private island to pay for Christmas. A girl flew in from Australia to see me. And um, next thing, there's a picture of my face where you're probably seeing me somewhere now of a pantry. And I yeah. jumped down because I got a fright. Yeah. It was like, the, the, everything became black the sand turned black and and everything and i was like i felt like in the humblest way possible that there was nothing else to live for i've achieved everything that i wanted to achieve in my life yeah and then it started getting scary or i was getting intrusive thoughts where i was like right if i don't get out this island quick i'm gonna i'm going to do something that I'm going to regret that going to, that's going to upset a lot of people start thinking all this crazy stuff and start then thinking about doing it you know in the porches of buying a fucking shotgun to go over to the island I was thinking right because it was so disturbed in my head yeah I was thinking right I wrote a suicide note that I have at home right a book the dynamite the fella that grabbed me right I have it at home and I only looked at it a few weeks ago right I swear to god wrote a suicide letter right and I was on the way to the post office yeah to send that home to him, and I was going to wait until he got that. Just wait till that was posted to go and do it. In the private island, shotgun and other stuff, or oh, don't know what I was going to do. You know, I was thinking which is an easy way, yeah, yeah, drinking bleach, all other stuff. I felt the reason why that happened was I felt isolated. I felt that I couldn't run because he was so evil that he would report me or get me arrested, or he'd say that I'd done something to his daughter. That's how much my mind was going then I felt like there's no way out it'd be a failure if we home. There's nowhere home. There's nowhere left to run. I couldn't go to any of them. the countries. I've been to most of them that I wanted to go to. Yeah. So all this was going on inside my head and then I'm on my ma, right? And I says to my ma, I says, good boy. I says, this is it. I says, I'm going to do something very, very stupid. So my ma was really upset and then my ma says to me, she calmed me down, right? She's talking to me and she says, Glenn, um, think for a minute, right? And I says, what? She says, what are you? She says, you're brutal at everything. You can't even set up an IKEA desk, but what are you, the greatest man on planet Earth That doing? And I says, I don't know. She says, you're the greatest lawyer to ever live, probably, right? <laughs> she says, well, why don't you go in and light him? And I went into bed, right, in my room that night, and the curtains was blown, and I swear to God, it was like somebody was coming for me. My mind was about to explode. I got in the shower at, like, Two o'clock on the day and um, 10 to 10, I was still in the shower. I got, no, at the time I thought the clock broke. My mind was completely starting to go. And then I was on my way, I was going to kill him and probably being honest, some of his family members because the way he treated me and how low he felt. That's how much law was. And the baker was like, You need to get the fuck out of here. The baker, you know, helped push me and understood it. And he's even, the baker's even leaving, right? all this was happening, this fucking mental story. Mind you, I wrote of being writing all this down, while it's happening. And then just my thoughts in my head, like, you know, how I was treated, and one of the girls, like, even going, real, it, being real, and this is how bad my mind was. This pregnant girl, she was, like, so nasty to me. And then one day, it was just too much, you know? I was like, how about I pull that fucking unborn baby, how you have a it and hit you with it across the head and put it back up, right? <coughs> That's day. how dark that this it was. was yeah, right? So you had the lowest of lows. And like. a lot of people, right, you know, again, I'm back to you as mental well, health, they say, ah, just looking for attention. But if I was looking for attention, if I was making this stuff up, wouldn't I be still living in the most secluded island in the world? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be still living in, in LA and in other places. So then what happened was, I, I went in and told him that my brother was in a car crash, he had to get his legs cut off, right? Just lying. I couldn't look at him in the face because I wanted to kill him stone dead. But again, what's the point of killing somebody? Because I'm there to learn. Yeah. Like a lot of other people would will be willing to go and put their pictures on Instagram yeah. and destroy them. But if we're not going to get something out of it, then what's the
0: point? Right. So, anyway. So, how the fuck do you go off this? So, basically, oh, yeah,
2: is, basically I, really say, I say to them, your brother, I have to go, right? And this is how, how I knew. That it wasn't just me that was mad that when you run a company for 12 years and you have your wife for you, that's fucking says a lot, you know? So basically, they the airport is a five ten minute drive, right? If I told you two, right, that if I was working for you, and if I told you two, yeah, that my brother's legs had been taken off, or I'm so upset I need to see my brother, right? You, would you still? Even if you didn't know me, you never worked for you. Would you drop me to the you airport for the airport, yeah. and you'd make sure everything was all right because my mental state of mind, They didn't even fucking have the decency, the decency to do that. So when anyway, we go to the airport, I had a bit of money, got the rest of it off, got a lend out my mouth to get me home. He played and saved about six grand, right, on a propeller plane, right. Bro, the last, you know the best part about this story is, well, right? I shouldn't be even revealing this because this is what, I'm at the ruin of whole fucking book for <laughs> but, uh, Basically, yeah. I look down, right? I leave me, I, I bought Burberry Vitamin's Vitamix, because it's on good money. I had all the best wardrobe in the world and I left it all there, right? And you know the only thing that I had? I had a Nigeria jersey on. I was telling you about that, yeah. right? I obsess over Nigeria, right? Nigeria football jersey, Adidas button pants, right? And a pair of Crocs, right? And I, I look, the plane takes off and I, I cry, but as I'm crying, right, I get sick, like, with laughter, right, bubbles flying out of my mouth, so if you really think at the narrow of this story down, right, I'm from 27 Dorset Street, yeah, and I escaped one of the most clouded islands in a pair of crocs, right, you have to laugh, I laughed for about three weeks to myself, because it was so meant to me, that was the first time I laughed in six months, I escaped the island in a pair of crocs, so then I was like, <laughs> I fucking never want to come that close to the end again. I would hate to be dead. Living is the most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would hate. Like what? Imagine. Oh, imagine if I had done it. This is the way I see it now, and um, not this in anyone or any respect. If I had a done it, what? There'd be a funeral. There'd be Facebook posts, and then that's it. And living, living's over. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like living is beautiful. So you learn to live it. So I come that's home, mate.
1: And the sun will still rise tomorrow, and the world will keep going. Yeah, but I, I came
2: home and to, to the end of this, came home. It was the best thing I ever done. Seek professional help, and you know. Learning learning deliver it. going back to college and have people, positive people, like all you around us and with motivation, what we talked about, that big one that we're yeah. gonna hit on.
1: So yeah, well, this is what happened at the start. Uh we actually sat down, had something to eat, shout out to all bar chicken by sorting us out. Yeah. And um, we had a we had a boy to eat and a chat and we we're talking about uh one of the suggestions was motivation. What's motivating you during lockdown? And you were saying stuff like uh, setting yourself a target and achieving that goal but like even back when you were but it's,
2: it's well to, to come to the end of it really, really quick what, what I've learned Darren Morgan, for instance he's from around Ireland when people put stuff in your head I think differently you know don't realise it and then it's so simple you know back to it so the thing is with, with targets and goals and my motivations yeah. right, I always set off a failure because look, let's say winning an Irish title you win it and then you get it and it doesn't feel that good what's next so like let's say the reason again, probably the reason why that happened in the Cook Islands is because I've achieved everywhere I want to go. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah. yeah. Where you're not like thinking realistically in the realistic world there's other places to go. So like now for instance, Cherry Orchard Run Club I'm at the joining, yeah? And the thing is, I can never be motivated for a run unless I have a fight coming up or anything like that. Or right. a land goal. So yeah. So sixty two okay, K gonna run, then we're probably gonna do in May the the 130k through yeah. And then Johnny Heffern, I think, is his name, uh, from Charlie Archer Run Club, I was listening to the run around Sahara Desert. So that's like a year and a half away, right? So if you're setting goals and motivation, I know for a fact I will stay yeah. over. Even at college. Yeah. Like if I'm going for a master's in fine arts say yeah, that's not gonna make me happy just getting that. Because then you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. But if you get that like then what's next? Then using that. To, another dream, it's too. another platform. rolling goals, isn't yeah,
1: it? It's even Tyson Fury said it. He set out became a world champion boxer, and that's when he spoiled down to the peer depression. Yeah, because he's he, he achieved the role, not- nothing else to motivate him. And he says his biggest fear is becoming world champion again in case that happens. Yeah, in case he falls off the rails. So he sent himself goals. Uh, so, so I'm Speechless here, yeah. I'm. I'm you have to had me hooked on every word you were saying. No, a uh, pleasure, boys. Oh, yeah, man, it's it two hours at the going, boy. Uh, I just, I hope people take out this, like they don't realize the power you, like you're probably the best example of ADHD at its finest. Do you know what I mean,
0: Thanks, Townsville? Cheers, cheers, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> but You know what I mean, yeah, Townsville. It. up, everyone knew who money was. I, I knew who you were without actually even knowing what you looked like. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I was like, "This is this is him in the flesh." You know what I mean? Because everyone's like, "You are a mad cunt." Now speaking here, I wouldn't like I would say mad cunt because that's a, it's a term. We yeah, show yeah, no, you but know, elder, you know, you're out there, yeah, out there, yeah, yeah. You know, even the way you're dressed, you're sitting here on a pair of cords and a denim jacket. too, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, call, <laughs> purple and purple,
0: you know what yes, yes, I He
1: looks like he got dressed in the dark,
0: but you know, <laughs> I don't like, have a mirror,
1: bro. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean? And you're out there and you're bubbly, and yeah. even how you articulate yourself as well. You know no, what I mean? No, amazing. You're I'm actually,
2: same, bro. Yeah, You're very well
1: spoken with a common accent. So I think you are the... The best example of ADHD out there, yeah. but you've you've gone full circle, three hundred and sixty. You know what I mean? You've ran from it for so long. You've suffered with depression. You suffered with addiction, and you're carrying that burden on your back. You're always looking over your shoulder, knowing it's going to catch up on you, and it did. Yeah. And you're you're coping with it now. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. And and the
2: best part, but even here, you know, the best part about even with with say, for instance, me, Mrs. Coya, right? This was the for years the end of story ADHD in relationships, and you know this. It's yeah. so so. I was afraid of telling people who I was, all these stories, right, this and that, because a normal girl wouldn't understand it. And I don't expect them to understand it. And I was always searching for that, so I would hide it. And then when I'd hide it, and then I'd be with them, they'd run a mile because, like, this and that. So after seeking professional help, I was, uh basically, I said, you know what, I'm going to put all the eggs in one basket. I went a year and a half without having sex, right, because with celibacy, no one was on my level. And I was like, I could never find, because I used to have sex for the sake of when I was drunk. But I could never find that level of energy. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to put all the eggs into one basket and I'm going to say who I was and who I am now. And the day before my nanny died, this girl walked into my life. The most powerful girl I've ever met and blessed to have. And I, I basically told her. And what well, the thing is, my friends was like, oh, Glenn, does she know you're pissed in your mouth? And yeah. I was like, yeah, I told her. And they're like, What? Why did you do that? Does she know about wanking prostitute or of an anime on it? I says, Yeah, but the past doesn't matter. Yeah, that's tell you when what. you're holding on to that, yeah. what you just saying, with the ADHD board and all yeah. that shoulder it's very dangerous because you can't look in the fucking mirror for years yeah yeah exactly on you know I mean? your
1: face but it, it happened Do you know what I mean I've done yeah. a lot of shit i am not proud of it. i a cringe when people talk yeah, about it I don't want really yeah. talking about it but it happened yeah. I mean I'm not that fella and feeling it's the past now. the past was I'm you're, you're not that fella yeah, you know what the, I mean yeah. and the fair play table have my patience at the same
0: point with you. but fucking leader fucking hell this will I'm here it was an absolute pleasure I soaking you may hope there's <laughs> something there, bro, <laughs> the <laughs> Oh, okay,
2: I am saying book again,
0: what? Thanks very much for coming on.
2: It was no, the leisure, legend, that keeps <laughs> a legend. Yeah, honestly. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing, smash me. Keep doing what you're doing, Sahara Desert job, I reckon we're going like,
1: to... Us, Cherry Orchard, Darren Morgan. Yeah, so Sosa so wants us to go for a run in 2022, in May. March. March 2022, on a run through the Sahara Desert. Look you, don't need to ask me twice. Am I going? I'm, I'm already booking the time off work for it. I'm up for a mate Now Karen, that that's well. out there Oh jeez It's Sorry. on the podcast I want to tell you Anyone that listens To two hours of this podcast So if complete these that
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll see you next week Oi, man, You're going to lose A lot of metres What?
0: The hip knocker Go down Go down Go down